But as we left off two weeks ago, we had been wrapping things up, recovering in Kintargo, gathering our power, working on some alchemy, moving some runes, uh, doing some side projects to ready ourselves for the long road down south to White Rock, and eventually to the Summershade Quarry, wherever exactly that might be. Uh, you had had a particularly interesting interaction, Roshin. Uh, Resume finally got to sleep for the first time <laughs> in a few days. Yay, sleep. Praise it was a great experience. And Eleanor is kind of just chilling. I'm in a good old Trishik's time. in a tower. He hasn't left in two days, and that's as far as we're going to consider the implications of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! We and joined a secret magical girl school club. You did, and join, now we have secret identities. You did and join the secret, like anime protagonist high school. That's true. <laughs> Marshall got a new that toy. It is Lady Glorix's <laughs> school for girls. Marshall attained rectangle. Yes, Marshall attained. Oh, right, rectangle, the giant hammer. <laughs> yeah, right. that's named by good old Tangu. The man. giant mall rectangle. <laughs> Hallowed be the name. <laughs> The emblem of destruction, <laughs> rectangle. <laughs> Named Laura. for just it is just a rectangle on a stick. That's so so people. is that what I should rename it on my character sheet then? Yep. Okay. Rectangle. And it is. Uh, you had been through to have a possibly questionable conversation uh, with a clockmaker about trying to get some value out of uh, alchemical golems. That is true. Remnants. Well, I was trying to replace. Uh, uh, Valia's arm or whatever that went missing. So You're I was trying like, to replace Valia's arm with a giant ball of needles and pneumatics. <laughs> I could. I was thinking he would be smart enough to shrink it down, but if that's not... It's not how crafting that's works. Not how <laughs> well, fine. It's I'll just make... It's a wizard. Wh- He's a clockmaker. No, 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 no. According to Marshall in, dwarf, in, in dwarfism... This is how it works. It is true. This is canon now. This is a thing that exists. Dwarves believe this. Valia Needlehands. That's your name. Valia Needlehands. She's now a Bond villain. Lady Valia Needlehands Argonazimov. That's it. Thank you. How did you get that name? I don't want to talk about it. Gesundheit. So as we begin today, still in your tower, I believe uh, Marshall was heading to the tower. Yes, I was heading to the tower. Rubble of these alchemical golems. Uh, So this side of the table, I know what you're up to. But what was going on over here? It was an afternoon, and you're quite tired. You only, you'd only stayed up all night and then only got to sleep for a couple of hours because that Dreamstone is... I mean, it's categorically cursed, I guess. It's just... Not the... It's a perfectly fine curse for Oshin. <laughs> She's unbothered by the state of her cursedness. Is it cursed, or does it have built-in security against people stealing it? I think that's what a curse is, generally, yeah. But it's perfectly fine for one person. It's just a secure item. Anyway, <laughs> what are you three up to as uh, Roshin rejoins the group here uh, in the early afternoon? Um, I left Roshin her brand new uh, boots um, at the foot of her bed tied up with a red ribbon. Cool. We got to find some fancy boots. Yeah, they're, they're lovely. These I'm boots stomping all over all sorts of things with these. <laughs> These boots were made for walking. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so as you rejoin uh, living society <laughs> in the afternoon of this wheel day, Roshin, with your new fancy shoes, 
Uh, where is it you're heading? What are you What are you after today? Um, so I think uh, we are we, we, we shouldn't dilly dally for too much longer. Um, we do have um, an awful lot of salvage that we got out of the tower. It's not loot. It's salvage. <laughs> Um, what exactly uh, for the chats and for the audience's uh, engagement? What is the line between loot and salvage? What what differentiates those two things? Um, if the previous owners are still alive, <laughs> it is loot. <laughs> no, loot and salvage would be if they were the good guys or the bad guys. Which are if trying the to say. Previous owners were still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do realize that like it's like loot and plunder, like from. Uh... Yes, yes. Captain Planet. I also grew up in the 90s. <laughs> and, and, I, uh, too. I too. So we have a or good... Or perhaps booty. It could also be booty. Yarr. It could be booty. Yeah. No, I think no, typically no. they're alive for booty, too. The, the, gold, the gold we stole from the village and haven't given back yet is booty. You, have to, you have to take it at sea for it to be booty. And we have, that is, is that true? We I have think to be that's pirates. the distinction. Okay, okay. Because if you like, if you if pirates raid a village, that's not booty. That's just loot. No, is it? If you raid a ship, it's, it's booty. Booty. Okay. Well, we got the oh, we God. got the value from Cypress Point while we were still on the ship. So oh, the ship was docked. So but it was booty. on board a ship. Yep. But it was at You're sea. You're right. Was I was it on at a boat. Sea? It was in a dock. It was in a like, sea. Wasn't it requisitioned? The map fell down, so we're mapless over here. Wasn't it requisitioned from? Pirate acts, though. No, it was the town. Guys, this goods. is getting way lawyery. Yes. <laughs> well, no, no, it's like, <laughs> no, there's no chain topic. of custody in this case. Well, no, you just if look you at take it, it last. if you take it from pirates, isn't it treasure at that point? Welcome everyone to the loot lawyers, where we discuss <laughs> where we justify our good alignments. <laughs> good <Heroes>. alignments. <laughs> No, protagonists. Protagonists? That's a different line. Protagonists can... and those guys. So, Roisin, you have quite a large bag of mixed salvage and booty. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> I think is where we, we landed on that Roisin's one. Roisin's got plenty of booty. <laughs> uh, and boots to back it up. And boots to back <laughs> it up. Plenty charisma booty. That's it. <laughs> mm, That's it. Is there anything better? 22 charisma. <laughs> Progress made this session zero. zero. <laughs> How did we go backwards? I just don't ask. So, so basically, Roshin is probably going to spend the day um, uh, visiting craftsmen, shopping about, and uh, basically turning our salvage treasure booty into the results of the spreadsheet that we calculated over the course of two weeks. Ah, because we decided it was a good idea to not go through all the numerical minutia on the stream. That was smart. That was smart that we did that. High big, five. Big smart. Brace. Yeah. You should do a separate... It's okay. The brace keeps it from hurting. So. Fair enough. Yeah. You should do a separate stream where you do all that for the viewers who want to see it. It would be a different <laughs> type of viewer, but it I would be a, them. So. It would be a podcast. It I'm would not be convinced there's an audience for the minutiae of market pathfinder transactions. You, of you tell I understand. I was about to say we. I might watch it if I wasn't doing it. I'm a little sick in the head. You haven't figured it out yet, but I am a little sick in the head. Fair enough. So um, you'll be spending much of the day uh, dealing with the bank, uh, handling things here. As I guess you just got promoted to party mom. I'm not sure how this happened, but because I'm mom. the one who, out of character, takes keeps track of it. No, fair enough. <laughs> so what about you two, Eleanor and Rasheen? Uh, Eleonora is actually planning for a big performance before we leave this night. So it's the last minute getting everything together. Okay. And probably at the bar that we're, the tavern bar where we're staying at. This is a celebration <laughs> of leaving Kantarga. It's been fun. 
I'm ready to go. It's been real nerds. And you're fairly well known here, so uh, throughout the day, it would, if you wanted to use either like diplomacy or perform, if you're trying, are you just trying to draw a big audience here? Or is this more for your own like personal benefit? It's it's a little bit of both. I wanna I wanna give the bar one last good. It's okay. all. So give me one of those two. All right, we'll just give you a basic performance. Hey, look, you're not playing Extinction Curse, but you can pretend you're playing Extinction Curse. Advertisement. <laughs> Ooh, advertisement. So, you know you haven't handed us, I rolled the wrong die that doesn't roll good. I said I was only going to roll for initiative. Um, you haven't handed these to oh, us yet, not. but I'm going to go ahead and pass this to you. Why do you still of, have that? Because it's from last year. Yeah, two you weeks. never took them from me. Yep. Do you still, you still have yours, too? Yeah, I do saw mine, so here, I'll take mine. And then I'll just hand these two down this way, and then this is yours. Bam, I did forget about Wow, it's been two weeks, and I forgot everything. No, I rolled you a natural 20. Nice! So it's, with a normal performance, it's 41. <laughs> if it was a dance, it'd be 45. And you are, you are, throughout your time you've spent in Gintargo, already fairly well known, somewhat of a local celebrity. So what is both a farewell performance and just really anything from the magnificent Eleonora here, is sure to draw a decent crowd. And when Rasheen or Resme, whoever returns back later, the inn is going to be busier than usual, <laughs> to be certain. Out the door. How about you, Resme? Um, so now that I have um, all of my falsified documents and I kind of have my persona set up in like bureaucracy world i'm going to go make an appearance as myself uh as my new identity and kind of just get them established as having been here and as having done something interesting something you've laid roots for is just kind of a personal whimsy before that lady glorick has helped you solidify into a real personality um, so is there a, like a botanical gardens or someplace like that in Kentargo? Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, throughout Kentargo, both in the White Rock district up where the where Kite Hill is in the more noble uh, the more noble area, the what's it called the greens mm -hmm. as it is, uh, or down across the water on the other side of the canal in Jarvis End, uh, where you found the leather workers and the artisans there is a, the opera house is down there uh, not too far from that you can actually if i bring us over to the map here it's completely visible uh, just because it is such a large area right down behind some of the uh, the larger areas here there is a pretty big park uh Large enough to have a, a full quarter of it just be a massive, well-maintained lakefront. And some ends of it around are cultured botanical gardens, and the northern half of it is largely just open greens, much like, much like a smaller kite hill. Um, I will um, go and request kind of uh, a private tour of some parts of it, drop my family name, uh, look, new family name? My new family name. Um, look imperious. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm uh, going to go and I'm going to literally smell all of the interesting things from this region to see if anything takes my fancy that I might want to go and pay a 
ridiculously large price to harvest and take back with me to be made into a perfume. Uh, there would be something they have here, a wildflower that would be harvested from a little further inland in Ravenel, not within Cantargo, or not native to the coasts of Ravenel and Cantargo itself, uh, but that grows perfectly well here along the sides of this city river. It would be a purple flower with a fairly large, almost bell-like blossom. It smells somewhat like a sweeter lavender, almost honeyed to some extent. It's an interesting and unique blend uh, that you would note as being something you haven't really experienced before, not at least as a, a single unit like this, not trying to mix things. And it, it somehow does it, well, naturally, literally naturally, it is it is a flower that exists. Hmm. Do you know if uh, this flower is regularly cultivated for its scent? I don't know if there's much used for the scent of it, but it's certainly an interesting one looks-wise. Uh, largely just a perfect ornament. The blossoms, the bell-like, how they hang almost to their side, uh, overarching other smaller plants or walkways, are very visible, very vibrant. Um, with Laura Botany, um, does it have any other... The thing that you have? Yeah. <laughs> Dru I, I was a druid, remember? That's I fair. have these things. That's fair. Um, I, was a, I was a druid once. <laughs> um, does it have any other um, interesting uh, evolutionary modifications that may give me any insight into other uh, effects or things that it may have? Uh, you go ahead and roll me. You can roll me the lore botany. And Crimson Nexus in the chat. Uh, Marshall looks like his cup is low on hero points. Thank you. Can't have zero. That's illegal. Much appreciated. <laughs> you can't be gra you can't be bad. You can't roll a natural one. That's, what, that's what the dice tower is for. I was a druid once. <laughs> that's, that's slightly, slightly better. better. Uh, it's twenty. Uh, so with the twenty, as you look over it, as far as its practical applications, I mean, you've just said there's there's not anything that jumps out to you immediately. But what is kind of interesting is it is still, boomer. Oh, Boomer no. when Windows just does whatever it wants. <laughs> uh, make sure it's not going to restart your computer yeah, without sure asking. Windows isn't going to do anything dumb. Not go away. Right. Put aside. I'm so tired of Windows 10. <laughs> anyway. Something a Boomer might say. Um, it is notable that you can see, obviously, that there is a decent cultivation of... Uh, bees around the garden just to cross-pollinate and keep everything going here. Uh, but while this flower does somewhat smell of lavender, which just has interesting interactions with a lot of in uh, insects in the first place, it is still a traditional flower in most senses. Uh, but even so, the bees seem to avoid it. It doesn't seem to pollinate in a traditional sense, like, like tulips or something similar to this sort of bell blossom wood. So there's definitely something at least a little different about it but whether that is due to anything useful or just a strange oddity of the plant itself uncertain um all right uh that's interesting um then i guess for the rest of the day um i'm actually going to go into the the market district and uh find um an expensive uh scent seller and see if i can get a sense of whether or not 
there has been. I missed this. <laughs> did you? I really did. <laughs> if there has ever been a, a perfume uh, made from this flower, and if not, she's actually gonna start um, trying to find samples of it to see if she can come up with a, a formula to make one so that she can kind of get a, a market edge on some of the other perfumers in town. Fair enough. So, Marshall, leaving the clockmaker's uh, small little humble business, you were heading back to the tower itself? Yep. So back across the bridge and back up to the academy. The yep. tower where Trishik is still is, uh, I imagine, on the level with the alchemical golem. So. I was about to say, I think it's the same Yeah, level, it's, on, it's on that same floor with the... Have you, <laughs> You all right? You okay? I'm so sorry. I went down the wrong way. <laughs> I rolled a one. I'm sorry. <laughs> the flower scent is too strong. Roll a one to breathe. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. <clears throat> I are. made my con. There's a reason I'm nobody has made perfume from this flower before. <laughs> I, I made my fort it save. It's going to be okay. It smells freshly dead corpses. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. So, so uh, yes, I'm going up the tower. Trishik, have you done anything with the wreckage of the two golems strewn across the main landing? They're not, like, in the laboratory or anything, but they are... Uh, Around. A wall across most of the landing and two large heaps of shattered glass and tubing. Maybe some of the, like, contents of their vials and tubing would be gone for uses, <laughs> Just, but like, pilfered sections out of them? The Like, by and large, they'd mostly just be untouched. Well, I'd inside have no reason to move them. So. Their workings, you would find a hero point. Oh, very uh, nice. Oddly enough, which is a strange metagaming object to find <laughs> uh, in the body of a fallen foe. But TNT. You never know where you're going to find them. DMD here. You never. Anything could be a potential hero point as long as it's somebody in chat with 5,000 uh, Paizo points. Even uh, myself. Then you would come back, Marshall, and Trishik, surely you would hear him coming. He is not subtle. Uh, I would. Do your typical kicking down the door. Be like, hello. The front door would still be unlocked. The thing in front of it, so it's not like you'd have a hard time getting in. I, I, he has to I'm, get I'm past the red rope. Yeah. And the sign that says closed. Yep. So like, that's a huge obstacle. Because reading is hard for an eleventh level party. That <laughs> sign can't stop me. I can't read. <laughs> that stopped an entire school. You're, you're so. not buddy. It stopped an entire school. That's true. So yes, I'm kicking down the door, and I'm obviously I would presume I see Trushik. Maybe well, just Trushik would be up I'm in, in the lab. Yeah, so yeah. you two would meet back up up there on the like the eighth floor or the seventh <clears throat> floor of that tower. Stop. Hello, I've been busy cooking many uh, very useful things. Oh, really? Uh, I'd probably have all of the poisons that I'd made just lined up on the counter, just sitting there. I'm just looking, and I'm just like, interesting. Um. You using any of the remains of these golems for anything by chance, would you? Not particularly. They, they <laughs> not exactly useful for what I'm doing. Oh, it's okay. I got a few tricks up my sleeve. Maybe you can help me later. However, as I'm collecting this stuff and just throwing pieces into my bag or just throwing it onto like a An pile. The entire golem in the, the bag. The golem. <laughs> well, I'm like literally Very ripping. Bag. I'm literally ripping pieces apart that I can deem as salvageable or. Loot, not loot. trained eye, not whatever. Actively cleaved into <laughs> not actively things that are but pointy. As I'm doing this, I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably mention this. Uh, so I ran into a little uh, uh, a clock worksmith or uh, whatever downtown, and uh, 
I showed him the arm of uh, one of these things to try and make a new toy for our friend uh, uh, Valia. And, uh, well, apparently that won't work. So I might make one for myself. However, he didn't say something interesting I think I should share with the others. That uh, these things, as I hold up pieces of the gold, they were issued by quote-unquote design for the Academy. The Academy that you are in a tower yeah. of right now. Yes. Okay. They're, they're the sp but like, I think they're more involved with maybe the uh, the creepy elf lady school. It seems more likely that these were perhaps uh, falsely ordered by men in tower. If they're not more around, then is likely a falsified story. Perhaps man is working for them. It would be good to tell others. I have work to do here for the rest of the day. I lock door when you leave. Okay, okay. I just shove a few more pieces <laughs> into my bag. And then eventually please. I just take, you know what? I just take a, like a giant tarp on the wall, throw it on the floor, just throw the r biggest pieces in there, <laughs> just, just wrap it, it up, and then I just toss it out the window. <laughs> as you're getting these, uh, <clears throat> these pieces wrapped together, you would hear uh, a voice carrying up the stairs, pretty distant, uh, okay. probably from the, the actual bottom floor, but it's one contiguous spiraling staircase heading up the tower here. Hello? Uh, oh Silver Guard! Oh. Uh, if you would like to stay here, perhaps I can dissuade individuals. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like slowly putting stuff back into the pile as I'm tying the bag up. I'm just like, oh god, I don't, I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so are you going? Uh, are you going down, Mr. Sheik? Oh god. Uh, so you start making your way down the stairs. Uh, you, what are you doing? I'm just walking down. Just walking down the stairs, not trying to sneak or hide or anything. Okay. Uh, you can hear some. <clears throat> Chainmail and some metal boots on the stairs below. And I'm dressed in my nice leather jacket and stuff. I'm not wearing like, <laughs> like Red Drake skill. His, <laughs> his Red Drake skill suit. I'm not wearing like rogue right. attire. You look quite dapper, I would imagine. He looks like he, the Mafia Don, not the Mafia Earner. Exactly. <laughs> He's the sexy lizard. So <laughs> very sexy lizard. <laughs> So as you, uh, <laughs> as you come down, it would you'd, you'd get a couple of flights down to like the fourth or third landing. Uh, during a few pairs of boots moving around before the voice finally calls, uh, calls again up the stairs much closer this time. Hello? Is anyone up there? Yes, uh, that would be me. Come down to, this, to the lower level, slowly. Hands visible, no weapons enough <laughs> I don't have any weapons on me currently so you don't have your bow or anything I left it upstairs oh, I, got, okay. I gotta yeah, look that's, inconspicuous that's first you don't have anything so you so, come down hey, I kill you with fair hands yes. <laughs> I have pointy finger <laughs> so I'll uh I'll do as they say coming down hands up claws up what exactly is the honor of meeting gentlemen today and you would see a trio of uh, uniformed guardsmen there uh, each with a badge up on their breastplate of the Silver City's insignia, and uh, each of them bearing a longsword at their hip and a spear. Oh, I have a spear. And a spear from the Trap Mountain. 
Ooh. A spear in their hand. I'm growing a prop mountain, guys. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you appear, <laughs> the guard was a little caught off guard. Wasn't positive what was coming. Was not prepared for dappered, sexy lizard. <laughs> <laughs> we... I, uh... I'm sorry, uh, what is your name, sir? I do believe before I give you information, I must ask why you were on the premises of school without a necessity to be here. I was called by the dean to come and investigate noises from other night, and I found some hooligans in tower yesterday. I am making sure that they are not here anymore. Wasn't familiar with any of the dean's contacts of your sort. Uh, we had a report that's the well, much akin to that. Something had happened here in the tower, and there was a, a disturbance with some of the academy's shipments. There were a couple of, a, I believe, a, about 16, 17 year old, a, not so reputable children, came in, decided to mess with a couple of windows. But I have told them exactly who I would be contacting, and I'll point at his badge right. if they did not uh, leave the premises, and they were very responsive. We heard that some of the Academy's property of particularly expensive <clears throat> equipment had turned up in the hands of a, a dwarf, red beard, fairly large, well-built, had an enormous axe across his back that doesn't... You have your academy ID with you. Currently, no. I'm here off duty. Again, just checking off day. I was here yesterday officially. If you would like, we can go and retrieve papers and whatnot later. Now give me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> How sexy is the lizard? Pretty sexy. Uh, 29. You described all dwarfs. <laughs> That's just any dwarf. You, you did not exactly give me information to work with, sir. Um, Stereotypes. So, the guard kind of reaches up and uh, scratches up under his uh, kind of small, round, more of a cap than a helm. It's just perched up on his head. Uh, Alright. Well, just for reports, then, can I get your name and office? You can yes, follow up with the dean and ensure everything's in order. Absolutely. And I don't know information about this place, but I assume that Trushik would, and he'd be able right. to... Right. So, uh, so if you wanted to just try to just... You've been around the town enough, and you've been in this... Well, you've been in this tower alone for a couple days. So it's not like we really learned much of anything in here. Um, would I not know the name of, like, the main tower? Well, you know it's Tannison Tower is what yeah. you're, you're in. Yeah, so I could just pretend to be from, like, security of the school itself from the main tower. Just make up a false name. He takes it and uh, jots down, uh, one of the, the guards behind him, uh, he jots, jots down a couple of notes with uh, whatever information you give them. And the head guard kind of nods, right, uh, we'll check in with the Dean and just ensure everything is in order here. Uh, apologies if there's been any, any confusion, uh, but uh, reports require a follow up, you know. I do understand. I appreciate the hard work that you have been doing. Well, for the rest of the day to you. 
and uh, turns just kind of gestures towards the door, and the guards make their way back out. Another solid victory for the League of Lizards. Through the power of lies. <laughs> Through a high deception modifier, all things are possible. <laughs> and then, Trishik, what do you do? I'm going to walk back upstairs to Marshall, grab my things, and uh, ask him to stuff the research that I have not finished into a bag. I just throw it into the... A the... separate bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see Barso start picking Gotta up the papers. <laughs> yeah. we'll, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> we'll go on ahead and put all the stuff that I finished away, take the one that I haven't finished, put that to the best of my abilities in its own separate container for later, and we're going to leave. Now that would give you some gold's worth of alchemical reagents, but with how it's all positioned, a lot of it is uh, either sealed or connected in various ways that isn't really going to be portable. Uh, so what you're gonna, what you'd be able to end up taking is, is basically expanded alchemist tools, but not anything that you would be able to finish up elsewhere. Yeah, so I'll just grab a set of expanded alchemist tools then. Okay. Don't need it, but it is money. <laughs> it is money, and having things is nice. That rogue mentality. And uh, of I, course, I, relaying I to you that I, they'll be coming back and we should leave within 10, 15 minutes. We should leave quickly. So I will quite literally kick out the remaining parts through the window since taking them down the stairs takes too long. You're on the seventh <laughs> right, floor. You, you cannot make that fall. Certainly not, you're, uh, no, you're, no, you're no, not, I'm not jumping out of it. I'm not jumping out of it. I'm just dropping the remaining big parts of the robot or the gold outside the window and just picking them up when I get down to the bottom floor. Stealth. <laughs> I, I will already be go going down the stairs. Whatever Marshall decides to do to get himself caught, I am gone. So as you get down to the bottom, Hushik, making you out knowing things are happening here, uh, you can see there is quite a commotion outside as well the tower itself is, is shut down it is in the middle of the harbor district uh, or the Vallegra district and also there are guards here that made it about uh, halfway to the dean's office on the side of campus before giant <laughs> robot parts started falling out of a seven story window from a clearly visible tower <laughs> clashing and shattering onto the ground below this has uh, <laughs> gained interest. <laughs> what a performance. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I need a trombone. <laughs> now we have elven diplom diplomacy and dwarven stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. So Sirenscape, I believe, actually has a sad trombone. That's awesome. Sirenscape has all things. Oh god, you better hotkey that. So <laughs> as you get to the exit on the bottom floor here, it's clear that there is a lot of attention on the tower right now, Trishik. I have multiple ways of ignoring any and all attention. I'm not worried about that. But I'm going well, to go back. Well, the door does open into broad daylight on a campus with a bunch of people now all pretty much looking at this tower, not just from the campus, but also the road immediately next to it. <laughs> I have 10 minutes of invisibility. <laughs> I can. I, and I have a code of teleport a mile away. <laughs> but so what are you doing? <laughs> going up to tell Marshall. <laughs> going up to grab Marshall's shoulders. What exactly? 
was idea. I figured it'd be faster if I just kick it out the window and I pick it up later. But I, now, how do you get away? I, I just keep going. You think they can stop me? Absolutely. Shh, I'll just eat them. How are you going to get back to in without them knowing who you are? I look like every other dwarf, don't I? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are approximately a foot taller and you have very big eggs. And the hammer, did you see my hammer? Yes, but the <laughs> problem is you have them. Put them in the bag. I And what is it to <laughs> disguise him using what dwarf supplies we have there with the, the dead dwarfs? I use mud. It, it is a deception <laughs> check to uh, to make a disguise. Uh, but yeah, what, you, what you have around from some of the Scarlet Mercenaries is like, Triad armor. It's, yeah. it's just lighter. It's still armor. It's lighter armor. I'm going to make him is... look like he's not him. And he's look look like a triad goon. <laughs> look like a triad goon. Do we have lipstick and a red wig? <laughs> <laughs> We're all the deception check when it becomes relevant rather okay. than doing it as a secret check. Uh, but it is. It does take you ten minutes to make a disguise for him. Yeah. To uh, unless you literally just want to like change his armor, making him a disguise is going to take you some time. I just want to change his armor. I want to make it so that he's not a hundred percent recognizable when he walks around. So he's a good bit larger than the triad dwarves. It doesn't so have to like, fit. Yeah, the armor is going to get on him. It's going to be very tight. I literally, I, I literally gonna... move a second, and then it just like. Sh- rips and shreds because of how massive his muscles are. Seems probably <laughs> popping around it right. as he's a, he's a beefy boy. The only way that you're going to be able to get away from this without having to go answer to gods and go to potential jail, most likely jail. You're going to jail if you don't get away. You have to get to a place where you can lay low, preferably in a warehouse or in the water. You have to get away from the gods because they're going to want to question you. I could just go visit Nikki. Sure. <laughs> Do not take off fake armor till you get there. I can barely breathe in it. You That's know that. That's the point. <laughs> I want them to think. So he just kind of lumbers down the stair like this, trying not to rip the, the armor <clears throat> with his huge biceps. So you make your way down to the bottom of the stairs. Uh, you can see that. At this point, a couple of the guards are still outside uh, waiting for something. Uh, they've got positions outside the the bottom exit of the Tannison Tower uh, and a, a veritable crowd of onlookers <laughs> has gathered around whatever is happening here. Uh, there are There were three guards when you came to meet them before. There are currently seven. And they're still like they're they're around. They have a clear view of the door. A couple of them are keeping people back at a perimeter. A couple of them are over by the randomly scattered pile of giant golem parts that were thrown out of a seven-story window. <laughs> a couple of them are near the door, okay. uh, clearly I, waiting for something. I am going to go invisible, and I will attempt to help you get away as best I can. I have 10 minutes that gives you 10 minutes of support. Okay. So, what should I do? Just pretend I'm the cleanup crew? No, you break down the front door and run if you think you can't talk your way out. I'm pretty savvy. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely if, nothing can go wrong. If, Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> if you think you can walk out of front door and get away without being questioned, it is not accurate. They're going to want to arrest you. Alright, I'll do so, what I can. We're currently here. Right? Right. You are uh You are here at the uh the southeastern tower of the Alabaster Academy. And uh you're actually not very far from your inn, which is this bang right here. And is this the work cage? Uh, that is the that is the work cage, yes. That was the work cage and this one down here is Sunset Imports. How okay. close are we to the outer wall? Um I mean, just a, a, a decent little straight shot of road. It's not terribly far. No, the, like, the wall right here, like outside this tower. There is that not a wall like around this, the academy? Oh, the outer wall of the academy. Yeah, uh, you're right. Right, it's basically right outside. It's not a like a solid, massive wall. It's more of just like a fence, uh, and it, it, it's not even it's fences and hedges. Uh, it's right behind the tower. It's only a few feet high. Good enough. It's like waist height. It's good enough. Puts a minor obstacle between us and them, and then he can book it to the war cage. Okay. So, Eleonora. <laughs> <laughs> as you're going through your day in the right here, uh, kind of advertising, kind of petitioning for your evening's farewell performance here, uh, you notice quite a commotion around Tennyson oh, Tower. Boy. Which you definitely know you have been to recently. I and I would imagine would throw immediate suspicion into your mind. Hmm. I don't look a I don't look a pick a good. Um I'm gonna make my way over there to try to figure out what's going on. Take a little break. Advertising all day's hard work after all. So you would arrive uh, as you start moving toward it. You see a large chunk of metal and glass get heaved out of a seven-story window, fall like a hundred feet to the ground, and smash onto a heap of some more of this stuff. <laughs> it's ah. clearly a piece of one of the alchemical golems that you had defeated. I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> okay, dokie then. Um, I'm going to approach and try to ask a guard what's happening. Uh, at the moment, none of the guards would be there yet. Yeah. Uh, there would just be a couple of people who have noticed, uh, as this is clearly happening, they're in the street nearby, uh, walking by the academy. Uh, you can see there appear to be a couple, uh, a guard on the, on the campus a bit further away who is looking back this direction, but it's on the opposite side of the tower for them. They don't appear to have really <coughs> picked up what's happening yet. All right, so I'm going to approach the tower. Just, I want to get a good idea. I want to get to the front door to see if I see him poking his head out. Because I know he is there. And I'm making assumptions now that he is also there. <laughs> I definitely would not be looking out of anything visible. No, you would certainly <laughs> not see Tushik just... <laughs> you might see Marshall doing that. Uh, they're in single style. Just... <laughs> so, 
Uh, so I'm here. The crowd, the crowd around the tower yet, or is this before? It's, the... This is the crowd as the pieces are being thrown. Just a couple of people are watching and wondering what's happening. And as, as you were looking around, you do see a pair of guards hurry over from uh, across the street, uh, near to the harbor district, just seeing and hearing this commotion, unaware of what's going on. Hmm. Where's where was everyone at today? No, he was in the tower. What was Marshall doing? What was Resume doing? What was Roisin doing? Did we not commu- Did these people not communicate what we're doing throughout the day? <laughs> How am I supposed to find them? I guess I'm just gonna wait here to see what happens now. Now I'm interested. So as you wait around, uh, the pair of guards, uh, no more debris falls from this window. The pair of guards uh, join up with a trio of guards who come in from deeper in the campus uh, and are eventually joined, uh, reinforced by another pair who start to, and, and as this group kind of grows, they start to form a perimeter. Uh, around the tower, around the edge, uh, keeping everybody back as they're not really sure what's what's going on here. Uh, but the three of them that came from deeper in the campus, staying uh, staying together closer to the door until they send one of them off. Uh, you would know in the direction of the headquarters. All right. So as soon as there's a big crowd, and this I'm, whole time there's there's civilians coming start, in because there's stuff's happening now. Get myself in the middle and I'm just gonna whistle as loud as I can. And start um, eyes on me, <clears throat> attention on me. Um, come, I'd like you all to know if you don't recognize me, I'm Eleanor Beatrice Roger and Aleander, and today is my last day here in Katarga. And if you have yet to see one of my performances, I highly recommend you make your way down because it will be my last performance here in Katarga for well, hopefully the rest of my life. Um, so at this point, inside the towers, the two of you are discussing what you're going to do. You hear Eleanora. Call out over the crowd outside. Is is that Ella? I do believe is. I I have one more idea. You're not gonna ask me to dance, are you? I'm going to ask you to go to second floor and stay in second floor until gods go past you, and then we leave. <sighs> Fine. Um, it's it's more me. Just- well, if they're in there, they're going to come out eventually. But, <laughs> but it's more of me just advertising. I'm building this up as advertisement, trying to draw people away from the front door. Uh, hopefully the guards come this way. Hopefully not. But I will do a little performance, too. Okay. Give me a performance yeah. of the crowd here, Eleonora. Yeah. Um, Protagonists. Protagonists. Yay. <laughs> this is great. Um, potentially, um, shoot. I'm a master performance. That's ten people I can target to try to fascinate with fascinating performance. Okay, so you could definitely get all of the guards. Yes, and then everyone uh, else is just watching me perform. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, for a thirty-one. T- no. More than that. More oh. than that. You're right. Forty-one to dance. Forty-one. Yeah. Forty-one to dance. Is that twenty again? Oh no, because no, you get the bonus if it's actually dancing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, with that forty-one, uh, the guards, as they are. Confused, not really sure what's going on, and other than the couple, even the couple who were just in the tower, there's this isn't like a a clear and present danger situation. They just don't know what the heck is going on. They're kind of chuffed. They have to be here dealing with this. So all of them turn their attention to uh, to you, your direction. So hearing that, 
I'm going to stop you, you, you from, from inside. You can see the guards all yeah. kind of turn to watch Eleonora. I'm going to stop you halfway up the stairs. And it's time to go. We're leaving now. No <laughs> running, no stomping. We walk. Fine. And I'm going to lead him away. I'm grumbling the entire time. Oh, make me a stealth <laughs> check. Both of us are just him. Both of you. Oh, boy. But um, you, there is an action called uh, follow the expert uh, that we can take. Are you trained in stealth at all? Are you untrained? <laughs> what are you, uh, are you a master of stealth? Mm -hmm. So you can roll your stealth, adding your level, if you wouldn't normally, Okay. Uh, with an additional plus three from Trishik's guidance here. So, okay, so I would add 14 altogether. Yeah, to you'd be adding 14 to what your normal <laughs> stealth, untrained stealth roll is. For, uh, That's not bad, actually. Sheik's assistance. I got a 30. I got... Hold on. I can math. Uh, 23. It's not great, but it's better than well, what I would The guys are also fascinated, which means they take a penalty to their perception checks and their perception DCs because they are looking that direction. So... Uh, and they take a minus two to their perception because they are, they are fascinated with Eleanor right now. So Eleanor, as you're dancing, and the guards are kind of looking your direction, you see through the door open, <laughs> and Trishik, and what is clearly Marshall dressed up in Scarlet Trail. <laughs> everything I can do pain composure, you see the biggest grin <laughs> in the ear, and she just does part of her dance, she just motions with her hands like that, and goes a twirl. You see them come out, and quickly, <laughs> walking... But skirt around the tower to the hedge at the edge oh. of the academy. Keep in mind, Marshall is carrying a giant bag of and robot Marshall parts. Marshall looks like Santa Claus. He's got a, like a giant, giant bulging sack of something. We're getting around like the corner. Like a freaking goblin. Out of sight and going over the hedge fence. And you're going to the war cage. The war cage. Yeah. I'm going to go visit Iggy. Yeah. I'm gonna let as, you do that. As soon as they're clear, <laughs> as soon as I think they are clear, I do a good old bow. And if you'd like to see more, please make sure you stop by. And I forget the name of the tavern. It's been like, Galubalus Inn. Galubalus Inn. Galubalus Inn <laughs> to see me perform a full performance filled with drink and merriment. And do a bow. Look around and you get some scattered applause <laughs> and some, uh, from the interested folks here. And the guards kind of smile, wave you, and the, the, the town knows you. Uh, and they turn back to what they were doing. <laughs> and as you leave, uh, you would have probably seen this happen. How long have you been in Kentargo? Uh, about two months. You probably would have seen this happen, uh, heard of this happen maybe once before. When they have situations like this, it's just procedure. They've got an unknown. They're not sure what's going on. They have the Silver Marshals. A Silver Marshal shows up, which is not Marshal. Damn. <laughs> but a very, it almost looks like a machine. Uh, it is a man in, I guess, basically the medieval equivalent of an EOD suit. Incredibly <laughs> thick, gleaming full plate with a full visor down over his, uh, his face. And what can barely even still be called a shield. A massive rectangular tower uh, on one arm. And a huge, uh, almost lance-like implement he has to carry under his other. Uh, stomps, oh, stomping over towards the group. <laughs> As you make your departures. 
There would be some strange news chatter throughout the town later, perhaps about the weird occurrences the in Tennyson Tower and the Alabaster Academy Tower. and, and the, the large amount of dead myriad bodies. corpses <laughs> that were found some of brutally slaughtered intact. within half eaten <laughs> words of a ghoul infestation spread throughout the academy fears of a plague it's and we all know whose fault it is it is certainly the talk of the town it's oh. that um it's that engineer for making those alchemical golems it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Nah, man, haven't, haven't you been keeping up? It's uh, those other guys in that other country with those other people yeah, we the hate. Doll. Yeah, the, the doll. Totally doll. The, it was the doll. It was the doll. It was Nidalee's shadow worshippers. Bringing fools <laughs> into our fine city. Cold iron. Umbral Council. <laughs> it's all cold iron. It's all, it's cold, all iron. cold iron. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> Follow the money, forehead. Oh, that was fairly interesting. All right. Um, back to my day. So, eventually, uh, that evening, as Eleanor's uh, quite packed performance in the inn's tavern hall is uh, going through the early evening, and the rest of you trickle back in from your various adventures. I mean, Marshall, you had a rune you were trying to transfer that throughout the day's events and your best efforts, you're... Not really making any progress on it. It was harder than you thought it was going to be. I was having an off day. <laughs> Roshin would come back with a spreadsheet largely in order. <laughs> Trashik and Resme arriving has back. has no idea what a spreadsheet is, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Spreadsheet. I'm sure um, spreadsheets spread Yeah, but Roshi's not an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guys's? Uh, does a 37 beat your guys's perception DCs? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have to have 27 plus 27. I'm pretty sure I have me. the highest, and mine's a 29 DC. Okay, then no, you don't see Resme. Okay, nobody sees Resme coming. I was about to say because right. I'm in my disguise still. But you would come back to a uh, a packed hall. Uh, you two would have been here for a hall that would become packed the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, with your farewell performance here, Eleonora, drawing what seems to be the eyes of the entirety of the city into this large but not massive, not a concert hall, we <laughs> this tavern. The, we don't have the monoculars <clears throat> upgrade. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but there is a pretty large amount of... Uh, Entertained midweek merriment uh, amongst the patrons. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you just? What kind of a performance are you doing? Just... It, it's um. It's actually some. If Cantarga has any type of traditional dances that are passed down through the city, like most regions tend to do, some of those mixed in with my own. And as soon as to see um. Roshin, if I see, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for the rest of these idiots to come back. You, yeah, you'd see. I am. If Roshin comes to a table, I hop over, I just hop table to table over to hers and pull her up. Like, I offer my hand down for her to dance with me. Very sudden. Look at a backpack. Well, yeah. I guess it's just money, actually. You got rid of a bunch of stuff, mostly. Oh, well, yeah, but rid of a bunch of stuff, mostly, yeah. <laughs> and there's some gear, but yeah, chicken. That's that's a lot of what the performance is, is me just dancing, offering my hand to other people to dance, especially anybody I see except for Marshall. Five left feet. <laughs> Uh, I guess Roshin will be a little surprised, but too embarrassed to, to refuse the star of the show in front of her audience, so. If you know, and I just lean in real close, if you know any dances yourself, just go ahead and lead. I'll follow. Uh, 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 all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun. 
so uh, I, I guess Roshin's gonna try to remember um, a harvest dance back when she was a kid in her village. Um, they'd have like a little celebration at, at fall time, even though it's not a farming community, it was a wood, wood cutting community. They still like to celebrate. Give me a perform check. Sure. See how this goes. That is a 29. That's that's actually fantastic. Uh, that's uh, not only is it, is it something that is it's a distant memory, perhaps, but still one that you've really held on to. Uh, Roshin is my 20 charisma super jacked battle oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Who also is a fairly spectacular dancer. <laughs> she can keep her rhythm. She can't keep her balance that well, but she can keep but her as, rhythm. But as soon as you start, Ella just picks up the steps immediately and is doing it as if she's done it her entire life. She's just a prodigal, a prodigy, prodigal, prodigy. Prodigal and a prodigy. A prodigal and a prodigy at this. So that's mostly what my night is. And then, of course, drinks. Everyone has to be drinking. Everyone, everyone has, will gladly be drinking. There's no concerns there. So, Resume, as you make your way in, uh, you would see this. You would see Roshin and Eleanor dancing across the tables here. Obviously, you can tell none of them recognize you. Uh, Trishik and Marshall, I imagine, are probably in your... Are you down here? Are you in your rooms? Is I'm not showing my face for the rest of the day. <laughs> Go outside anymore. <laughs> I, I was told to hide out at Iggy's until it was deemed safe by Trishik's So you're standards. hanging out the work cage, swinging swords around. Uh, so you would just see the girls who clearly do not immediately recognize you uh, amongst the throng of patrons. Um, eventually, uh, I'll walk over uh, to Roshin's table and hand her an extremely gorgeous purple flower. What? Goodness gracious, I'm getting proposed by two beautiful women in a single day. I'm sorry, I don't believe we've met. <laughs> oh, uh, of course not. I'm, uh, I'm sure... Uh, you wouldn't recognize me, and then she'll uh, give you a little wink, and she'll kind of give you a mischievous grin. It's me. So are you flirting with me or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's Resme. I'm practicing my disguise, the one I learned at Lady Gora's, my, my, my alternate identity. Oh, 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 of course. Oh, goodness gracious, my heart <laughs> is about to beat out of my chest. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to flirt with you, I will. I, 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 I have not had enough to drink yet for that. But look, you're, you're like, you pulled it off quite. I didn't even recognize you. What have you been doing? Are you been wearing like that all day? Oh, yes, yes. I found a, a delicious new perfume that's just going to take the town wild. Do you drink perfume? I thought it was a smell kind of thing. Sit down. Let me buy you something to drink. Now we're talking. <laughs> I'm sure perfectly happy to uh, take the attention off herself, at least for a moment. Uh, Rasheen would find it almost physically impossible to purchase a drink for herself through the ocean of new suitors she would have discovered here in Kentargo. But uh, you're welcome. Such is the life. So, you will not drink with from your own silvers this eve. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm lo I'm living the charisma twenty life. I I can't buy. You this. will not drink from your own silvers this eve. <laughs> To be fair, I don't drink from my own silvers ever. <laughs> Other people's pockets are full of them. You don't have you, to be you hot. You just walk up to the bar, take a piss over out of somebody's purse next to you, and put it up for a drink. You don't have to be hot to get free drinks. You are a protagonist. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I feel like that's I probably pay for it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that this night will uh, will pass with Marshall. Uh, you ever? Are you gonna go get Marshall, Trisha? You just leave night. Okay, so like the workage like, does close. We're spending the when shops are closing and everyone's starting to like guard shift or changing and everything. I'll go get Marshall. But while the same <laughs> people are out and about, no, absolutely not. Fair enough. Big Bod uh, feels like a day, like a baby. <laughs> I mean, he's perfectly happy to have the giant, incredibly visible dwarf swing his humongous weapons around and show off his wares. Like, Ichabod has absolutely no problem with this whatsoever. When it's around the closing hours, I take him around back and we have a couple of drinks and, you know, <laughs> we have a bro moment. Weaponsmith you to weaponsmith. You made friends with the local Tengu weapon master. Clear Why not? Go. It makes sense. <laughs> How would Tengu... Stop. <laughs> with a straw. With this. <laughs> <laughs> like a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> they just pour what the is, whole thing in and just what happens is is he gets a giant he puts his cup on a high stool and then he stands up and it just does a bink <laughs> bink it's like the dog with pants meme of a tengu drink beer but it do this <laughs> they can never finish a cup. They blow bubbles in it, and it just goes up through their nose. But <laughs> oh god, it you would uh, all eventually find your evening's rest here in the inn. You with your new dreamstone that functions. You with your new dreamstone that is a conduit. You choose to use it, uh, and somewhere, some several hundred miles away. The uh, Coldbrand Stonework Company is finishing up the second of the wall repairs because I have that on my calendar. So, progress. Like, Yay. stuff is happening. But, this would bring us quite finally along to the following morning. Accompanied, I am sure, with scattered hangovers, uh, great contingency plans from some uh, like Trishik who want to ensure... Nothing terrible manages to follow him from this. Getting a full disguise put on him. <laughs> and all of you having at least caught some wind of the strange myriad rumors about Tannison Towers massacre. <laughs> Roshin just kind of doing this. <laughs> just, just take your hair and just part it Ms. in your Roshin. face completely. That's it. Just... Make sure you do ask um, the Sheik about the tower. It'd be a most, most interesting story. Perhaps we'll save that for when we're on the road and oh. safely out of sight of the city. Yeah. Speaking of getting on the road, I do think we should get going. Who are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? Will we play Fresme or something? Oh, she's a new friend of mine. I picked her up at the bar last night. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> is that not perhaps what uh, you being picked up is like? Oh, gosh, no, guys. Uh, Roshin will, uh, uh, Resme will, uh, muss up her hair and uh, use a uh, prestidigitation to get all of the, the dye out of it. And, uh, she'll, uh, rub the makeup off and, uh, she'll kind of readjust her posture and, uh, fold her legs and sit the way, uh, Resme does and go, it's me. Oh, that's an interesting trick. It's like a professional clown. You cannot tell when makeup is on. <laughs> Cool person is. <laughs> Do you want to be killed before breakfast? 
realize that I could literally kill you, but I won't. Because that was kind of funny. All right. As you were. So I believe... Uh, Roasting on a professional level. Marshall failed to move his rune over the day before. And I think you have bought a slew of new runes for the party. I have. Uh, yep. Which would each take a day to set up weapons that you want to put them on. So it may not... Uh, if you were planning on doing that before you head out, you know it's going to be at least a few days' journey down south of White Rock. Well, uh, what I was thinking, actually, is that we might uh, rent a wagon and uh, take turns in it, and that way we could travel and transfer the runes at the same time. I was thinking something along that line to myself. That makes sense to me. Because, I mean, I could do most of them myself. Fair enough. Uh, we'll see about uh, acquiring one today. Perhaps uh, mm. a couple of horses to pull it, and uh, we'll be able to uh, make our way down there. I think we can take care of that. Eleonora, yeah. would you like to come with me? Yeah, sure, as long as we get a few extra horses to ride, too. Oh, of course. I am walking. We need outriders. Out outriders? Well, for my guard. Are guard. we hiring guards? You are my guards. It's I'm going to be the lady in the carriage who's being escorted by her guard. That's our cover for traveling. We need a cover for traveling? We need a cover for traveling? Yes, we need a cover for traveling. We're going to infiltrate a secret organization. We should have a cover so that when we go into society there, we're not just, hi, we're the people who've been killing all of your men from here to the other end of the world. Nice to meet you. I mean, does it already help that I'm a professional mercenary anyway? Exactly. Use the guise of, you know, I'm an heir to a noble household just traveling around. You and I can most certainly do that. Thank we you. are ladies. I am not a guard. No, you're not, my that, dear. That's you. So I, I just look at resume like... I, <laughs> I do have a slight problem. I can't ride a horse. I've never done it before in my life. I mean, you could just piggyback oh. on my shoulders. You know how to drive a carriage. <laughs> I've done that once. Okay, All right, then that's fine. Oh, it's like the same thing, is it? Well, no, no, you're going to drive the carriage. Oh, thank goodness. All right, I can drive a carriage. I can drive How a carriage. How are you at being a lady's maid? <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about it. We'll handle that in a bit. Like, so like picking things up after for you and whatnot. Yes. Babysitter. No. Babysitter. <laughs> That's a chaperone. I don't need one of those. I'm married. So... <laughs> You've got... My, my persona's married. You got I was going to say, Roisin desperately checks her fingers to make sure something terrible <laughs> didn't happen last time. You, you got a couple of options for your transportation. Uh, you could rent a wagon, of course, but at this point in your adventuring careers, uh, outright purchasing a wagon or even a carriage is not a terribly massive expense, uh, nor are some horses. Uh if you wanted to rent, uh, if you're looking at renting a carriage and a pair of horses to pull it, that's going to cost you a gold piece a day. I'd rather just buy it. And uh, if you want to purchase a carriage, a carriage over rather than a wagon outright, a carriage, uh, just a traditional standard one, is about 100 gold, and a horse is eight. I so you'd be that. looking like 116 for a carriage and a pair I of horses. I have that and you just in my own personal them. stash. Well, you have a hundred gold in your personal stash. Wagons are much cheaper, but how much are, is a wagon? A wagon's a quarter. That's only twenty-five gold. Okay. Uh, renting a wagon and a horse to pull it would only be like four silver a day. Could we rent a wagon and horse to carry us across the entire country? Because that's basically where we're going. They are going to require a uh, a decent down payment. 
Gotcha. You know. So in case, yeah. but uh, but yes, uh, wagon and horse might not be a bad idea because unless like you actually want a carriage, a, carriage, a carriage will allow you to uh, take downtime days to craft and move around and do things on the road. A wagon will not because oh. you will have to either ride alongside it or walk with it or uh, focus on whatever. Uh, it, it's uh, a carriage is stable enough that you could focus on doing something I'm, precise like moving runes or alchemy. I'm happy to throw to, to throw fifty gold into it. Okay, so we have 91 in the stat, in the common stash. So if you toss in 50, I toss, we toss in 50 from the common. That's 100 for the carriage. And the horses are how much? I can, horses are 8 each. Yeah, I can get the horses. We need two. Well, to we, have, we have the common for it if you want. Uh, I'm sitting on 40. Oh, man. You guys are loaded. I'm All sitting right. on 22. Uh, that, that's 40 after buying a bunch of arrows for myself. I'm sorry. I have I have 50 as of right now. Wow. So. Okay. Roshin drinks a lot. I guess that's <laughs> That's an understatement. The Roshin realized she might have a problem. She's been hanging out with Marshall too much. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, in that case, I'll just take 50 out of the common stash. Pick 50 up there. You get the horses, and we'll be good. And how much How much for the horses again? Because I'm actually going to buy a riding horse just to ride. Eight. Yeah, eight gold apiece. You need two to pull the carriage, and the carriage is large enough for all five of you to, uh, for one one of you to drive it and four of you to ride in it uh, okay. if you want to. But if you want to ride your own horse, yeah, eight gold will get you a personal horse. Yeah. Uh, and in a, in a city the size of Kentargo... And with uh, as much wealth as Kentargo has flowing through it, it's got a, like a fairly large nobles district. It would not be any difficulty at all to purchase a, a carriage, and there would be myriad stables that you could hire horses from, uh, or buy horses from outright. So that's that's no difficulty at all. Doesn't that wouldn't even take like a significant portion of the day. That is probably one of the more commonly traded things that moves through here because there is so much trade, uh, and since it is Kentargo uh, and even Ravenel are new enough that there are still new businesses, new shipping companies, new organizations on the weekly, if not daily basis, coming in and out of existence that need new uh, draft animals and new wagons and carriages to <coughs> transport. So, and it's quite a thriving industry here. I just know I'm not riding the carriage with him. <laughs> That's fair. What? <laughs> I like you. I don't like you that much. <laughs> so, Ella can get her own horse. You get, and you can get two horses and a carriage to pull, and that'll allow you to move runes and do things on the road yeah, without I, real difficulty. Because I'll be busy moving two runes to my hammer, and um, I'm going to presume you'll be doing alchemy stuff. No, I was going to move runes. Oh, okay. <laughs> we do all the runes on day one. We can do all the alchemy on the remaining days. That's true. So other than that, it sounds like we're about ready to head out from Pitargo mm-hmm. and move south to White Rock. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. good to me. And maps of the area are no difficulty. Uh, locating the specifics of Summershade Quarry uh, is not something, it's not, it's not like they label all of the quarries on regional maps, but White Rock is probably the, one of the most major settlements in Ravenel, south of Kentargo itself. So you figure, planning out your journey with a carriage, it's going to take you two days to get there. The two full days of travel. And then you would arrive there uh, late at the night, two days later, if you leave this uh, after you've gotten the carriage and the horses this morning. Okay. This is assuming, of course, that you're, like, breaking for the night and setting up camp and stuff, mm-hmm. and not murdering your horses. But uh, <laughs> you just paid 16 cold for. Um, while we're traveling, um, I'll give you guys the rundown um, on my established persona just so you know exactly who I am and all the fine points of what we're doing and why I'm here and why you're escorting me. So, so you might have you repeat some things. So, so you're telling me 
You're like my crazy aunt that collects cats in different personalities. Yes. Except I do it for large sums of money, and I smell very nice while I do it. You do smell very nice. Thank you. It's new. I have to get my hands on that scent. But Marshall's just like, all right. <laughs> Invented entirely new flavors. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lady Adele. Adele. Lady Adele. Okay, I think I can manage that. So as you travel, uh, leaving late in the morning with all of your things gathered and ready from the inn, hit the road. And Sirenscape actually has a perfect, like, wagon journey specific sound set. I didn't have to do anything. Thank you for making my life easy. Creaky, <laughs> are there creaky wheels? There are creaky wheels. There's okay. creaky wheels. There's like the wobbling wagon train. There's, there's horse noises. It's great. Oh, as long noises. as, as long as we don't, as, lo- as long as it doesn't turn into Oregon Trail and we all get cholera on day two, no, just the fifth uh, it's gonna be fine. Just the fifth person. We already inside. did the jungle adventure. That's, That's true. true. I did not. You I'm did safe. not. You dodged the jungle adventure, I so actually, you... I, I haven't done it either. The sixth person, because Dolly is with That's true, the sixth person. Well, I mean, that's even better than that uh, yeah. Elnor rides out, because the carriage would be relatively Five crammed. and three quarters. Plus. Were you uh, putting all of you in there together? So, you, so oh, yeah. Valia would come along, of course, for a lot of this preparation and setup. Should we forward the information that we shared to the others while we're traveling? About I, I had already told you to tell them. Oh, yeah, I'd do that. I, uh, I I forward the information to the rest of you guys about what I discovered about the golems and the awkward people and whatever. That they were created oh. so per... Like the... They were created specifically for the academy, but the there's a high chance that the uh, the school was involved, uh, the elvish lady school. Well, the Gorak School for Girls was the Finnishan school, which is also a front for a secret society, was in charge of building alchemical clockwork masterpieces and selling them to the university for research? Yes. I mean, that's not totally surprising. I suppose not. Everything else happens in that place. Well, from what I'd, I, I've seen tracking the Scarlet Triad down to that tower in the first place, it seemed as if a lot of what they were utilizing had already been there in advance. I think Tennyson Tower was originally intended to be a place of alchemical learning and research. Uh, perhaps the golems were last investment before the tower had been shut down, or maybe in an attempt to try to finish up the construction. That's quite possible. Uh, I think that uh, perhaps everything that the tribe was doing there was basically losing what was already there. Um, it seems to be the way they operate. I have to thank you again for allowing me to accompany you on this journey. I've come this, mo- this far, and I do very remiss to give up on this train now, even if it's something that's cost me dear. Of, of course, you're always welcome in our company. You seem to command considerable resources being able to just simply outright purchase your own carriage on a whim. I had to take passage with my lord daddy at Stoutmore on his ship with his expedition just to get down to Mwangi. It is not difficult to have a lot of money when a lot of the people who come for your life carry magical items. That is fair. The triad themselves are very well equipped. Not everything they found was from that, from that tower initially. Also, I found that uh, alchemy and uh magical crafting and, well, just magic in general and the like, uh, generates a considerable amount of wealth if you put your mind to it. Did we say goodbye to Nolly? Uh, I don't think we did. I'm sure that uh, we can... Uh, it's not a goodbye when you plan on a simple passage back. May I see it? We're simply doing a job for her. We can bring back the good news when we return, right? 
True. Perhaps I wouldn't want to get on her bad side. She is a very skilled at uh, taking down demons. We're miles outside the city. I think she could hit us from a slingstone from here. Yeah. I still don't know that I wholly believe everything that you've told me about this woman's capabilities. Uh, you tell me that with a what appears to be a standard gardening implement, she managed to take down a giant ice devil. It's flying in the sky, yes. I was right next to it at the time. Volia, be honest. Is that actually the weirdest thing you've ever heard come out of our mouths? I suppose I do have to quantify this with everything about else about our journeys together, Mr. Esme. Precisely. I'm sorry, uh, Miss Gladherman. I'm... Well, technically, I fear I'm becoming too casual with a group of you. Well, I, well, feel free to use my given name, but uh, remember, it's uh, Lady Adela for Lady when Adela. for when we get there. Yeah, do keep in mind, he literally gets twice as tall. I climb on the ceiling. You somehow dance across the room and cut people in half. Yeah. It is not the usual group. And you have cloud of blood that goes back into body. I was going to say, I'm also there. <laughs> I too the am most there. normal people here would be you and you. I'm normal? <laughs> I'm normal? Splendidly. Not oh. exactly. Normal by, I, I suppose, the incredibly high bar for which we've set for normalcy here. I'm extraordinary. Almost unquantifiable. You are bud. <laughs> that is irrelevant. You are I a lizard. Have, I have quantified you. Well, I quantified you first. Had you paid from the moment I met you. If you were smaller, I would eat you. That is I mean, not I how could being invisible you. <laughs> I simply disappear. So do I. So, <laughs> throughout your day's travel, uh, the, you guys are going to be spending some of your efforts uh, trying to move some runes around. So if you guys want to roll me for the first day's sure. runic activities here. Yep. How I'll many go. runes are we trying to transfer? Uh, so you, you, you can only one. you can do one. So like how many total are hammer. we moving? Not ice rune. Thundering rune for your hammer. Yeah. Sonic. Sonic. Or thunder. Rune, they thunder. Call it. thunder. Oh yeah. Thunder. Yeah. Um, we have uh, plus two potency rune for Roshian sword. Yeah. We have holy rune for Roshian sword, and we have there's. One more, isn't there? Well, I failed to put the uh, the striking rune on my hammer the other okay. day, so, so I have to redo one. that one. Yeah, so that has to happen first. Yeah. So that's this day's activity for that's you. That's what I'm doing. Do you want to do your sword, or do you want me to do it? I'll if take I could care of craft it. a paper airplane, I might try, but I cannot. I got so it. I will okay. let you do that for you. I think I'm very successful. Well, on the, I'm on an that expert. One. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. Uh, I Actually, rolled a 19 plus. Where's my crafting? 19 plus 13, yeah. so that's oh, yeah, you're totally 32. So the, so with that the day, striking is rune has to be moved first. He, he just did that. Yep. Well, he's doing that today. Today he could okay. get the striking rune on the hammer. What are you doing? I want to move my invisibility rune from the leather armor that I no longer need to wear to my fancy leather jacket. All right. Oh, your mob suit? Yep. Give me a crafting check. <laughs> So that it gets all the attention until I don't want it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm pretty sure that's a success because that is a 33. Yeah, you're good. Uh, three left. So Reze's moving around? Uh, I guess I'll do uh, the, potency. the potency run. Potency run, okay. Uh, that's going to be a 28. Uh, 28. This is just literally a plus one run. Yeah, plus two. 
Plus two potency room. Oh, I, I didn't realize I was doing the plus two. Okay, in that case, here we go. Hero point, really? You, your hero point. You already, uh, did I mean, you already use your session reroll? Yeah, no. I'll, I'll, use your session reroll. Uh, 28 will actually succeed with a plus two potency run. Oh, oh well? Oh, okay. Yes. And mistake, that was my plus one, not my invisibility, because you have to move the plus one first. Okay, fair enough. So. It still succeeds. Uh, so the, all of that succeeds, getting you three of the runes completed. And you were, were you doing one, Eleanor? I know you're you're on the horse. You're I'm not on, on the, the horse. carriage, and you're I can't craft. Incompetent. So. Yeah. <laughs> like you're driving the, she's driving the carriage. I'm driving the carriage. That's right. I'm driving. You're driving the, the carriage. carriage. And me and Rosina are having a nice little chat. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So you would journey throughout the day, making your way south from Kintargo, where the land would very rapidly become pretty sparse. Kendargo uh, is a fairly major city, quite possibly the largest city that most of you have been to ever. Uh, it, like, I mean, you can compare it to this, I guess, Breach Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Cypress Point. And Cypress Point Acrabelle. and Acrabelle <laughs> in the Long Beach I've probably been to a few cities. I, I have been to several cities, but... But, uh, uh Kintargo... I've been everywhere. Being the, like a capital <laughs> of Ravenel, there is not... Uh, it's a capital of a fairly well-off nation. Uh, outside of Absalom, Taldor, Cheliax, and Varicia, there probably isn't much bigger than this. It's definitely on the grand scale of Galarian metropolises, metropoli, metropolis. Big, big city. The Greek warrior I think of it's, legend. I think it's Isis. I think it is Isis. I'm not sure. Uh, but you would be following the... Uh, Silver Road, a very well-populated trade route heading south towards the Chelish border. Uh, the land itself would quickly become untamed, uh, rolling hills, sprawling forests, and wilderness. Uh, there would be a pretty decent amount of company along the road itself, uh, as it only occasionally forks off to other minor settlements. Uh, but after a full day's journey to the south, you would uh, have not ever left the Yelobolus River, uh, the main river that cuts through the center of Kintargo, heading down. Uh, in fact, White Rock itself is along this river, and you're going to be following this all the way down to your destination. So after breaking, uh, or after riding through, moving all of these runes, you have an evening's rest as you pull the carriers to the side of the road, largely by yourselves as darkness is approaching, not wishing to again drive your horses into oblivion after this first day. Uh, knowing that the following evening, White Rock should appear before sundown. Uh, but as you set up your campfire, circle your one wagon. Let's take some horses around. Uh, Valia. So... I... I don't know truly if this is too much of prying, so none of you feel too pressured to answer if you don't desire to, but I'm following this triad. Of course, for, well, more personal reasons. Uh, Brazak and Varashma, that wizard, used me for something. And even with him out of the picture, I'm still no closer to knowing why. But as far as I can tell, none of you have had any interactions with the Triad before you actually arrived here. This is 
I believe it is exact opposite of what you might be thinking. They killed my men and ruined my business. It's a bit uh, personal for me. As well as they attacked us in Breach Hill. And they came to Breach Hill? Mm-hmm. Just so. Uh, what was it, uh, four or five? Uh, five, I believe. There was a leader and then they had four hands yes. with them. Yeah. What in the world had you done to provoke their ire prior to coming here? Well, we killed a lot of their friends in uh, the Mwangi jungle. Apparently they actually came to try to recruit us, but uh, they had a strange way of going about it. Uh, kidnapping friends, threaten us, uh, trying to get us to go capture people for, to be slaves. Um, it was very distasteful, so we turned them down. They wanted us to be the bad guys, which is utterly incomprehensible. Yes, who could possibly be the bad guys? Not, Not us. us. Unless you had... We're all fine, upstanding people. <laughs> Unless you had some prior adventures I wasn't privy to before I'd met you down in Ocrevella in the Mongi Expanse. I, I didn't know of anything the Scarlet Triad had been doing down there, save for sending me. The Triad was behind the entire escapade in the Mwangi Expanse. By the way, Resume tells it, uh, there was some sort of gold mine down there. Uh, they were gathering it up and shipping it off to the Triad's agents. Apparently, uh, the, the, the involvement was fairly That was remote. where the gold was going. I, I knew that Espas had scouted through there and found something about the various connections. I didn't know that it had been going to them. Indeed. And, well, this... If they already had access to the Expanse and they were already working with the Cinderclaws, well, it's only a further mystery why to bother misleading me into going down there. They already had assets in the region. <clears throat> well, it's possible, though not completely out of the realm of the extraordinary that your companion was there to draw attention from something or draw attention to something. You mean Lord Thaddeus Stamwa? His adventures were on behalf of a research company or a museum in Casimir, I believe. I, he had no part in my journeys. I simply booked passage with him on his ship. The other possibility, perhaps, is that uh, the triad might not have... Uh thought trust in intricate research uh, to a bunch of crazed jungle cultists was appropriate. It is fair. I suppose putting the fates of a... Uh, putting the job of investigating an ancient magical teleportarium is a bit above the grade of what were largely literal monkeys. I... Oh, really gotta regale me of some of your stories from down in the Milwaukee Expanse. Oh, tells them very well. Oh. I can believe it. Like, that sounds like a good bedtime story. I'm just... I was taking care of the horses, making sure they had water and food, because no one else seemed that was pertinent. <laughs> you know, for all that it seems like it was a grand romp, to tell you the truth, spending a lot of time in the jungle, getting bit by bugs and having to sleep on the floor, and I mean, I think we tend to gloss over our past adventures and put a sheen on them that they don't really deserve. I mean, looking back on it, it was kind of an unpleasant experience on the whole. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. It was hard going. We tramped away through the jungle, trackless wastelands, yet our hearts were strong and high, and we persevered on our noble quest. You gotta go like that. But I lost most of my friends. See, see? You, you have to gloss over that part. People don't want to hear about that sort of thing. Well, again, getting back to Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore, 
don't think I'd anyone's here about him either. Possible. But what I'm saying is, I really think that the triad was covering its bases, as it were. I think they had a lot of different groups and factions in the region, all perhaps serving roles that may have been similar to make sure that no one failing would shut down their enterprise. I want you told you about, about this, this Stoutmore fellow. If he came across the ruins of Alceta's ring, it was more likely to blow them up than to actually try to investigate anything about them. I don't think so. Alceta's ring wasn't really his area of research or study. I think he'd more likely try to sell them or their existence to somebody. And I think that the triad would consider themselves quite the buyer, but he is a famous, he knows his stuff about these artifacts of the past, at least he, per he, he likes to think he does. And so they might have taken his reputation as being someone who might be useful to have. He is quite widely renowned throughout many circles in Taldor as an established uh, publisher. He's himself produced many of his own treatises on the history of the region. I think he was there as insurance. For whatever reason, they had me down there as well. Is uh, why they decided to kill men when I found out they had me transferring slaves in secret stored about the cargo. I decided to tell them no deal. They decided to kill men, and uh, here we are. I suppose I don't know what I expected broaching this subject, but even with the fading light, this has turned far darker than the sky. Uh, tell me, do any of you have cards? Of course I have cards. They're even uh, fair. I would certainly hope so, but... I would question why that had to be specified. Are you familiar with Sun over Assyria? Of course. Are you really, or are you just feeling? No, of course. She'll hand you the sealed deck of cards. And so this uh, evening would pass warm enough without any particular incident. Unless we play some dwarven drinking games. No. <laughs> Basically, every Dark. time a hand of cards is done, everyone takes a drink. Yeah. How and only Marshall is playing. <laughs> it's a dwarven drinking game after all. And, it's it's and, called Dwarven Solitaire. And luckily, <laughs> I barely have to sleep, so I might even be able to get some work done. Is it thievery or deception to cheat at cards? Depends on Depends how, on how, how you're, you're doing cheating. it. Specifically cheat? <laughs> if you're trying to read your opponents and play with their mind, I would think it's deception. If you're trying to do sleight of hand, then I would think it's thievery. Bluffing isn't necessarily thievery. Terrible. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If you're trying to cheat, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be more thievery. Well, that's a twenty-five. That's thievery. <laughs> that's yeah. a twenty-five. Yeah, thievery. You're freaking cheating. That's a, <laughs> you dirty lizard. cheating ever. Yep. <laughs> We're having fun, and I'm having fun oh, in my own way. I'm not participating in the card game. Do you see? Just, just absently just reaches out to the center and takes the top solitary. card, puts it in his hand. <laughs> He just takes another just card. Takes a card. Not even making an attempt to try to hide it, really. He's just, doing He's just having fun. Hide it in my mouth. <laughs> under a, no. under his tongue. The tongue comes out. <laughs> <laughs> What's that over there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue. <laughs> 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 
I'm a sexy lizard. Yes, okay. that's actually his uh, Latin. He's sexiest lizardess. That's what his name. So means. as you get back in the wagon <laughs> for the second day of journey down to White Rock, I think there's two more runes that something moved. Yep, we still okay. got the uh, the thunderous and uh, what was the other one? Uh, holy. I'll holy. do the I'll do the holy. Neither okay. of you should touch it. Good point. You're not <laughs> wrong. Very, point. very good point. I'm the only, being that I'm the only good character here. Hey. Oh. Ow. 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 <laughs> All right, so I'm pretty sure a 30 would move my invisibility rune to my clothing. You're fine. Nat 20. I'm not sure. Nat 20. You're fine. I'm not sure if a 25 will do it, so I'm debating whether or not I should turn in my... Do it. Yeah. Well, I you'll should... arrive at White Rock... Uh, hopefully by the evening, but you know it's probably still going to be at least another day or two to Summer Shade, but you don't know exactly where it is. Because I can't remember. Because if well, with the elemental rune, I don't remember what the DC is on that. So I'm just gonna. It's your courage. it's your daily reroll. Have courage. Might as well. Give. Damn. That was significantly worse. That's what you get for <laughs> contemplating. This is the hubris of man. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna be working on I'm gonna be working on this for a while. So uh, yeah, throughout the day you're having a little bit of difficulty. Uh, Resumes just slides in. It's like, huh? Who knew? Slide. <laughs> 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 like water transfer. Already slid. <laughs> I've just I've, I've been I'm in there with my chisel, well, my I mean, tools, and sword. So yeah, it accepted it. <laughs> it really would like the holy rune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy about it. it sucks it right I, I just it, don't so. think it wants to be touched by either of them. So it was just like, oh, please, just give me to her. I'll but do whatever she says. You travel down the road throughout this grumble, second grumble, day. Grumble, it grumble, is, uh, is slowed a bit by weather. As uh, late in the morning, it does start to rain, softening the road and slowing the advance of your carriage enough that you're not able to make it quite to White Rock uh, by the by the evening. But should be there pretty shortly the morning after. Uh, a strange, perhaps, twist of fate for the first of Desnus, as that god seemed to be showing you decent favor so far. But hey, nope, rain. <laughs> well, more time to work on this room. A bigger <laughs> poncho, more very time. grumpy looking. More time to sleep with my security rocks. Uh, security rocks. So you would end up a few miles out, and you figure from White Rock, uh, still falling down the river as you break to make camp in the evening. The sky is finally clearing after a gray day of intermixed amounts of rain. Uh, but as you're setting up your evening's camp here, almost as the sun is completely set as, as travel on the road uh, everyone else on their various journeys at different points are surely doing the same uh, you see a light in the distance coming up from the south uh, what appears to be a few lanterns uh, born not terribly far off the ground and in the fading sunlight it's not immediately obvious or what they're being carried by south is where we're going south where you're going okay. yes you're heading south maybe it's sal Maybe it's, uh, you know, I'm it's sorry, totally what? possible. <laughs> that is very possible. And just to be safe on off chance, I'm going to go sit in bush on side of road. Uh, I think I'll set up an alarm perimeter. I think I'll stand here and look threatening. I'm still chiseling at my hammer. I don't think it's <laughs> a major trade road. Somebody is coming, hides in bush immediately, has <laughs> defensive spells, giant uh, sword, leading my thought process is it's protagonists. <laughs> no, my thought process is it's getting close to the end of the day and they're coming from where the sun is. 
Well, no, they wouldn't be coming from where the sun so is. So it's kind of going across your path. Yeah, it's going across. Well, but my curiosity is why aren't they camping for the night? Yeah, why? And I know we're setting up camp. Because his wagon never moves. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've never seen evidence that his wagon can move. Everyone else is setting up camp, but these people are still moving. So better safe than sorry. That's fair. So as you cower in your bush, and the uh, heroically. heroically cower in your bush, and Roshan's kind of stand there, marshals, I imagine, sitting around a fire eating, not bothered if someone's coming. Uh, I'm still chiseling away at my hammer. I'm still it's... trying to make the rune work. <laughs> I'm still trying to get in there. I'm just having a very bad Why day. Why can't I do it? <laughs> you just don't bit. The other one was so easy. It's a square rune. He's trying to put it in the round peg hole. He's just banging it under the hammer at this point. Like there's actual Re- holes in the, Re- Re- the Resme Resme has thought three times about telling him to just turn <laughs> it qu- counterclockwise a little, but she's having so much fun watching him get frustrated. Try turning it topwise. <laughs> You would eventually be able to see that the group approaching appears to be a pair of halflings. Uh, each of them uh, robed, up, robed up in a uh, fairly heavy travel garb for how warm the time is coming, and each of them with a very visible amulet uh, glimmering in their own lamplight, uh, mounted on fairly fine chains. They're the only thing that really stand out from their otherwise plain garb. Uh, the amulets look to be almost just miniature swords, uh, almost square-bladed with several notches down one side with very simple banded hilts and crossguards. Uh, but as the halflings approach, the lights kind of veer towards your camp as it's obvious that there is a group of you there. And the one in the front with massively bushy uh, brown hair set atop his head smiles and raises a hand as he comes within a reasonable distance of the camp probably seeing Rasheen first there standing there he's still looking super intimidating as you can see it's a pair of tiny halflings I don't underestimate halflings we know what halflings halfling fear and god they're like the most, they're most, the most capable race in all of Kentargo <laughs> ah uh, certainly could be vision for a better weather for travel no? that's why we stopped at the side of the road after all, it's no rather to be traveling in. Although, not for you, apparently. Nah. you have no wagon. Just Locals, set up. then. Aye, uh, set out from White Rock, uh, White Rock earlier this afternoon. Uh, making our way up to Kintargo for, for business, proselytizing, the usuals. On foot. <laughs> How else? Your business must be of a spiritual nature, then, because you can't bear any goods. Proselytizing. Uh, uh, do I recognize the symbol they have? Uh, give me religion. Religion. That's gonna be twenty-six. Uh, with a twenty-six, you would recognize it as a symbol of Shaldira, who is a lesser deity. Not certainly not one that's widely recognized or renowned throughout Galarian, but one that is almost exclusively worshipped by halflings. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is actually uh, what little you would know about her would probably get in pretty well with Milani. Hmm. Uh, very similar goddess of freedom, determination, uh, protection of your friends and family. If there's anyone as anti-slavery as Milani up there in the heavens, it may very well be Shaldira. Shaldira is violently anti-slavery? Because that's basically She Milani. is less violently anti-slavery. Okay. Milani She's is like, let's hey, kill all slavers. That. And she, she will more be like the god of the bellflower network almost. Okay. Yeah, next day is exactly speak what softly. I was thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, speak right. softly and carry a sling. It's an artillery cannon. This might be going mean. a bit out of the... Uh... Oh my god, did I seriously just forget her name? 
Nolly? Thank you. Oh my god, I was like terrified. She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> Summer slink down from the heavens, just <laughs> dead. You're um, whistling and then the dwarf rock. reminds you of something. <laughs> um, might be a bit of a stab in the dark. You don't know Nolly by chance, do you? And uh, the lady behind him, whose hair is a little neater for a halfling, uh, curly and wavy, but drawn more uh, back and about shoulder length, uh, bunched up uh, at its end, almost in kind of a hanging bun. Kind of smiles and nods. Um, not that I've met her personally, but uh, I know of her. She's about as much of a legend in Kintago as the uh, as the heroes of Kintago themselves. We had the pleasure of meeting her. She's quite a person. Uh, we wish we we could uh, set aside to say goodbye, but we had a good we had the pleasure of working with her, and seeing her work. Goodness gracious! Are y'all bellflowers? Oh, we we're not. No, it's something. Certainly a cause that's close to our hearts and uh, close to the calamitous turns as well. But something we couldn't really put aside uh, our lives for. Something we couldn't really commit to. And we, we don't really have the resources to help out proper. But it's certainly an undertaking that we believe in. And, well, are you familiar much with Chaldea herself? I have not had the pleasure of meeting her. Is she uh, a friend of yours? <laughs> the goddess. Goddess Chaldera. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Oh, please come to our fire. Uh, have, I'll take down the us. alarm. And as the, uh, the I'll two probably of them... walk up behind him and join him at the fire. <laughs> and so I'm come up, <laughs> and the lizard just kind <laughs> of shows out up of the darkness. behind him and kind of spooks, and they sit down, and the uh, uh, the guy speaks up again. Oi, Lady Chaldera. I see that if I'm not mistaken, uh, you follow in the, uh, the bloody footsteps of Milani. I make the bloody footsteps of Milani, but yes. <laughs> As I suppose is proper for her worship. Uh, Chaldira... She'd have it no other way. <laughs> no would, Chaldira. But understanding that the road to all things lay not uh, behind a sword, necessarily. There are, well, easier ways to dethrone tyrants and challenge oppression. Swaying hearts and minds rather than just Cutting out those that don't agree. Do tell, do tell. And uh, they'll, be, they'll be more than happy to. Uh, if you welcome the pair here to the campfire, they do appear to just be traveling clerics of Chaldera. Mm -hmm. They're making a walk up uh, largely missionaries, just spreading the faith. Uh, the two of them would express that they're fairly nomadic and don't really call necessarily anywhere home, but have traveled around Ravenel uh, even before it was Ravenel. Uh, but it's much, uh, they're much more pleased with the safer nature of journeys along trade roads these days, not having to worry about hell knights swooping down from the trees as they are wont to do. Is there want to do? I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 make, hell knights. <laughs> I'll make sure they have a warm meal. Well, it, it, bringing up the matter that you've been traveling about these parts and uh, given the, the nature of your work, um, I'm wondering perhaps uh, if you know anything about... Uh, a particular quarry uh, we're heading to the south of here. It seems a group has uh, taken up uh, residence there named the Scarlet Triad. Notorious slavers and terrible people on all. Uh, we're not just traveling just for vacation, you see. Uh, we're actually on a mission. And uh, the right. lady peeps uh, up. Scarlet Triad. That's a name I, I've heard, I'm sure. Uh, we've told them once. We were staying with a trader who had come across the NSC. Uh, came through Absalom from... He was Osirian? 
I think, and uh, the guy who's on Katapashi, what's Katapashi came from? Uh, the Katapashi trader spoke of his scarlet triad there as well. They were a major mercantile group. Apparently, um, uh, slavery is just only one of their things that they go and get involved in. Well, that does seem to be very much Katapesh. It's a truly eye-opening, honestly, as much of an affront as it is to well, the very nature of order and freedom. But here, and, and well, less so now, but in Chiliax, the slave trade is more one enacted almost of a necessity of sorts. As that's the way they would see it and explain it to you. Uh, they have a natural order. Trade uh, trade of slaves is not big business. It's not to fill coffers. It's to fill needs. It's to plow fields and to uh, clean the boots of hell knights more than anything else and to keep society running as I mean, halflings like ourselves, they say, are born to the cause, but uh, on South and Katapesh, it's all about the gold. They ship them out all over this. They even supply some for Cheliacs or from countries abound. It's a, a major business down there. I can't imagine basing an entire economy around exchanging like, human suffering. I grind my teeth just thinking about it. Uh, but in the meantime, rather than going and wage a holy crusade uh, down to uh, burn Katapesh to the ground or show it a better way, uh, I'm settled myself with simply... Uh, Taking care of their operations up on this continent. <gasps> a quarry is in a quarry. Uh, I was uh, walking back with the horses. You're right. <sighs> Turned yeah. around, walked right back down the river with the horses. <laughs> the girl would. Uh, the girl would jump back in. Well, our prey better pray. If there's one thing I have learned in my travels, it's that it's. Impressive how varied people can be, even within the same uh, nation, and much more so crossing borders beyond. It's it's cultural, almost. And the things that one group can accept are, to us, this, this is the business of, of trading slaves and catapultures is the unsinkable. It's not simply, if this is, no, 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 this is not a cultural difference. Let us not forget. The divine have spoken on this matter. You and I, our our respective goddesses, have laid down high and declared slavery. Oh no, to be I don't. Evil. I don't mean to excuse it by any means. But that that those there, even that, that don't have a hand in it themselves, just sit idly by. So it's something that's always happened. Something that they have raised around and they see no problem with it. If people it's, could figure out what good was all by themselves, they wouldn't need the divines now, would they? Well, I wouldn't go quite so far. <clears throat> I've always been of the mindset that people who live in fear are willing to follow well anyone who tells them whatever they wish that's the purpose of having a more representative government the more people who can be heard the less opportunity you have for tyrants it's uh certainly not an answer thought. Uh, the it is often said the enemy of tyrants is education. Oh, I agree 100%. Which is also something we have to do sometimes. Uh, there are many communities throughout Cheliax and Ravenel and abound to uh, just smaller groups of farmers, sometimes entire generations, never knowing how to uh, write or read Taldane lettering. Uh, we do a great many things in our journeys. 
Very fascinating, and uh, certainly a good service you do for everyone. Uh, but getting back to my original question, have you heard anything about this quarry or the people who live there? Uh, the guy just... Mm. There's a, lot, there's a lot of quarries down to the south, uh, past Fight Rock, which will come upon uh, in the, mor the morning shortly, I imagine. Uh, but uh, specifics of... Uh, I don't imagine there would be much news going around before the Order of the Torrent <coughs> descended down upon them. The Order of the what? The Order of the Torrent. There's uh, a group of Hell Knights based in Kentago. Oh. They are an interesting sort, and I, I can't blame you for the face not knowing of them. Have they still been in Katargo? I thought, thought I'd heard about them being in the city for just not too long ago. don't know if they have much of a presence anymore, not since Ravenel became Ravenel. But they were a group of Hanlites that dedicated themselves to a very different order. Uh, and in fact, they were, to my understanding, uh, a lot of the driving force between the anti-slavery edicts that went through Kentago shortly after it broke free from the Chelsea Oak. Hmm. Never would have expected it. Expected it. <laughs> Hanlites fighting for freedom. Interesting. I suppose that goes to show you that uh, any organization can be filled with very, very different uh, quirks of belief and personality? I don't know if uh, Hell Knight necessarily is one overarching order so much as, uh, as just a variety of uh, similar entities that were founded under the Chelish government, or originally the Chelish government. I'm not even positive the Hell Knight orders have any official interactions in any more than hmm. neighboring cities do. Interesting. Huh. Ugh, politics just makes my head spin. I suppose less politics and more just the way of the world. But the halflings would stay with you and, and, and as long as you would be pleased to have them. Yeah. Uh, sharing in your fire and telling stories of their, their goddess, the Lady Chaldera. And in the following morning, as you got back underway, your wagons would take you quite swiftly to the town of White Rock. Uh, in the two days of journeying you've had down the road, you've seen a couple of outlying settlements. There, there definitely were some almost suburbs uh, rolling out from Kentargo outside the city's walls to its south, but they quickly kind of gave way to just very scattered uh, farming and hunting, some logging communities. Uh, but White Rock, as it appeared in the distance, would be the first that actually looks like any kind of a proper town, a settlement of any real consequence. Uh, it's... I was going to use Breach Hill's unit of measurement. I was going to say it's about two Breach Hills. Okay. <laughs> Makes perfect Maybe sense. like 1.5 Breach Hills. Okay. So, like, it's it's not big. It's, it's almost nothing uh, compared to Kentargo <laughs> or to greater cities. But it is actually something. It is this a place. Has a super Walmart in it. It has. It has a general store. Oh, hopefully, in the it town has center. baths and warm food. It has a. Uh, in the center of the town and the outlying homes, homes and farms around it, uh, wouldn't have a lot more due to its just remote location than a general store, a, a farrier. Uh, there would be a Desnan Shrine, much like the one in Kentargo, a lot smaller, but very open, less of a building and, and more of an area, They're looking almost like something uh, something Gazarin. Uh, and a uh, pair of taverns around the uh, around the, ter uh, the, the squares. Uh, probably none of them are inns, like Kentargo. There's not enough trade and visitors here for an inn necessarily, but surely they have beds for rent and at least the lofts, if nothing else. But before 
we come to White Rock proper, we should take a break. Yeah. It's been a couple of hours. We should stand up, stretch our legs, refill the beverages if necessary. I see a lot of low mugs throughout the table. It's unacceptable. And chat. Caden Kalian would be disappointed. In we us. will be back be. in a couple of But anyway, as we left off, the group of you were arriving in White Rock. Not a terribly large town. I guess it is kind of a little little bigger than Breach Hill, maybe. Uh, and in the town square and the, and the town center, there isn't much more than a couple of beds available for rent, a few taverns for drinks, and a very small little general store with a barrier. So, as you arrive in the town, what are you looking for? What are you doing? So let's just find a place to settle in first, and then we can go about finding this bristlecone person. Yep. Indeed. That sounds... Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, and the nearby... The nearby tavern in the town... Uh, it's Moses. Which is called pretty simply just a white... Uh, it doesn't even seem to have any real proper name to it. You're in white... There are exactly two of them. Uh, one of them is Croak of the Frog, and one of them just has a giant frothing bug <laughs> on the outside, and no uh, <laughs> immediately apparent. Bar. <laughs> we have beer. <laughs> so, so one god. This village has enough of a literacy rate that some people can read the, the sign of that bar, and for everyone else, this one's just, there's beer here. Uh, but either of them... Uh, they are similar in size, and either would have a few beds for rent if you wishes, wish to stay uh, for any amount of time in White Rock. But it is early in the morning, and if you figured out where exactly it was you were going, it would not be. You would still have an entire day to travel and continue onward if you so wished. Yeah. Be fortunate enough to actually find where, where, where the man we're looking for. Uh, might not even have to stay the night. Yes. Um. Let's see if we can uh, make ourselves conspicuous. Well, I mean, if you're trying to just find Arthur Bristlecone, it's it's literally no difficulty whatsoever. He's, he's the mayor of White Rock. Like yeah. any any person can just be like, oh yeah, and, and point you to his uh, fairly large residence, uh, one of the only larger, well-off homes in the in the very small little hamlet, a pretty sprawling manor uh, that resembles more of a hunting lodge than an actual house. Uh, on the northwestern side of the town, so off to your right as you were riding in. Uh, not terribly far off, and uh, again, it's not like, there's literally no diplomacy check or anything. Any person in the town would be like, yeah, Bristle, Bristle Cones uh, states up there. <laughs> All right, back back in the carriage. And uh, it wouldn't even need to be the carriage. You could just walk oh, over nice. there. Like, okay. this, is, this is this is breach hill size. <laughs> Got it. Walk, it's, it's one minute All right, <laughs> over we're there. It's not even worth the carriage. Uh, but, but as you head over to his residence... Sometimes uh, you just gotta do it to send a message. Like, I'm important. You would see... <laughs> you would see a man probably uh, on the early side of middle-aged uh, starting to lose a bit of his blonde hair up on the top of his head and compensating by not terribly effectively coming over. Uh, weathered by some years out in the sun uh, with a set of tools and some lumber laid out next to a wagon pulled up in front of the manor uh, working on uh, some minor repairs to the front porch of this lodge slash estate here. The five of you approaches, six of you with Valia approaching is not exactly subtle and uh, as he finishes hammering and one thing he would turn 
and uh, smile, just kind of nod briefly. Hi, uh, welcome. Uh, hello. Uh, be uh, Master Bristle Clone, I presume. Ah, uh, indeed. Arthur, Arthur Bristle Clone, at your service. Uh, Mayor White Rock, and uh, to whom do I have the pleasure of making the acquaintance this afternoon? Uh, Roshin Byrne, myself, but uh, more importantly, this is uh... Adele. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is Lady Adele, uh, who's here uh, in some curious uh, flower chase and expedition. I don't entirely understand it myself, but she can go and figure out the details if you're curious. Uh, but we're looking for a, a particular, a particular uh, out of uh, plants grown about a quarry uh, in the area, and we were told you would be the one to go and ask about it. Hi, uh, uh, my family, uh, the Bristol Cone Lands, owned a bunch of quarries around the area for... Uh, Generations on generations, about as long as we've been out here. Yes, uh, Victris Solanus uh, is a uh, species of flower um, that only grows around uh, rock quarries, uh, usually on uh, vines uh, in low lighting areas, uh, dry, uh, up high, uh, highish altitude. Uh, my family uh, are perfumers, and we're very interested in cultivating it. Uh, for scent, and I wondered if you would be able to point us in the direction so I might see it in its natural environs. I have no idea how the flowers grew before the quarries were dug. That's a... <laughs> that explanation itself certainly marries it. Uh, certainly uh, carries at least the weight of a few platinum pieces beyond my understanding of botany and flowers, but uh, that's that's an interesting one. So, if, if you don't mind my asking, Miss uh, Adela Vaz? Yes. But if these vines only can grow out uh, in quarries, I, I assume largely you do is either large amount of exposed stone faces or with uh, some of the treatments we use to, uh, or even perhaps some of the dust left over uh, for blast mines, if that's the situation. Uh, where do these vines come from? What do they do before the land is quarried? So it is my understanding, at least, that what gives these flowers uh, their intense smell are some of the minerals uh, that are unique to some of the quarries in this area. And it's not so much that the vines uh, find a specific uh, growth in the rock so much as they like the mineral content in the huh. area. I spent the entirety of my adult life and when I was a child uh, working with that family business, running quarries, running the town, uh, dealing with all this, and still I'm learning new things about it every day. Well, to be fair, it's not something most people notice. I mean, a flower is a flower, a vine is a vine. Unless you're actually looking for it, it's not like it sticks out all that much. But the scent is very unique, and it could be valuable if uh, put in a, well, an essence. It seems like uh, this uh, adventure of yours, this investigation, something... Uh, uh, would you like to step inside? I can put on some tea or coffee for you. Oh, that would be so lovely. We've been traveling in a carriage for days, and I would just love a cup of oh, tea. Please, come on right in. Uh, don't mind support here. It's perfectly stable. Just a little bit of cosmetic upgrades I'm trying to do. Uh, a bit of weathering I'm trying to take care of on these pillars. But, uh, please. And, uh, he would so, welcome you. As I want to do. Steal oh, everything. Close. No. <laughs> uh, I want to suss him out. See if he's, uh... Like, yeah. on to this being... Maybe yes. a perception check. 25. Oh, uh, 25. The man clearly seems to be pretty accommodating and jovial. You don't really get any sense that 
there's anything else going on here. He's well, the mayor I'm curious if yeah. he can tell that this is. Oh, if he can see through you, uh, he he does seem confused by this, but he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he's the mayor of a tiny little town, halfway to Cheliax, and he's he's not paying that much heed. He can't imagine. Like, well, he's not worried about corporate espionage on his quarry business here. So, like, <laughs> hashtag people with money stuff. He's not. He's not bothered. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be. Fair enough. Uh, but he welcomes you in to the entryway, and the inside of this this estate is is built again, almost like a fairly large hunting lodge, uh, with a well carpeted, almost like log cabin esque interior of a paneled dark wood that's intentionally left pretty raw and exposed. Uh, but very well-maintained and well-treated. A fairly large hearth uh, sits on the backside of this huge square, like, 20-foot antechamber. Uh, the walls adorned with an assortment of heads of mounted quarry uh, of a variety of sizes. Uh, deer with truly impressive racks of antlers. Uh, even one of an enormous black bear uh, set above the hearth itself. Uh, looming down over the dark green carpet spread across the interior. Uh, there's an assortment of different... Uh, crap, my chat. There's an assortment of different uh, leathered furniture around the uh, uh, outside of the area, mostly facing towards the hearth and a couple of bookshelves as well. Uh, not with a whole lot of actual literature perched on them. A lot of uh, picture books. But with an assortment of interesting little trinkets either gathered from hunts or just bits of tools or oddities acquired throughout generations. He invites you in, offers you all to take some seats wherever, and uh, heads back through just a big open archway into a uh, kitchen and dining area, visible from the living room back itself. Uh, he doesn't appear to have any servant staff or anything, uh, and starts immediately going on preparations to ready some drinks. Uh, this is a very interesting town you... Uh, our mayor of, uh, how did it come to be here? Uh, he asked me the, the specifics of how exactly uh, some forebears some centuries ago picked this, this exact spot to settle on. Uh, good hunting, I imagine. Uh, whatever was going through the heads at the time, I'm certainly not privy to now. And... Ellis is kind of walking around the room looking at stuff on the shelves, like this is odd, this is neat. Oh, my little brother would like this. <clears throat> Do you get many visitors here? Oh, I mean, it's a... About the only real town to restock and resupply with a, a proper shop between Cantago and Zachelis Border, so... Uh, you know, pretty, uh, fairly frequently, but not many that have business with me personally. Uh, so, and he, uh, as he's got a couple of... Uh, two different kettles one much uh, larger tin one set next to a smaller one on a stove as he gets going he comes back in the room so this uh vine or flower you seem to be after we've got a, a couple of different quarries around the areas that my family's had for well, however long uh, most of them granite is there a specific stones that it's attracted to or is it uh, really just the process itself I think it's the process itself, although having never seen them in person and only in books, I was hoping to get just uh, an overall survey of the land. Uh, if I could take some samples of the soil and different parts of it back to my laboratory, I might be able to get a good idea of what the composition is. 
Well, perhaps direct us to the different quarries that you know about in this area, and then we can go and conduct our investigations in the field. Well, we got a couple. Uh, if you're looking for something easy to access, the closest one here is maybe about half a day's journey to the east, and that one is Pine Rock. Uh, Pine Rock's a granite quarry, like most of them. Uh, it's got a full staff working at most of the time. Uh, it is... A bit of a... Uh, okay, well, at least it's the second now, so... If you showed up a day before, it would have been possibly kind of difficult. The changes a month is uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of business. Uh, but the foreman there should be able to see you perfectly fine. And the others? Are you looking to survey the whole area? Well, of course. If I can't get different soil samples, how am I to tell if it's just one subspe- one species or several subspecies I'm with not, different samples? Well, Pine Rocks... Imagine we wouldn't want to actually have to come back here for new directions to a different quarry <laughs> after, our, after our investigations didn't pan out. I suppose if you journeyed all the way down here, you're committed to the, the adventure. Well, Pine Rock's the only one that, that's really close. Within uh, a, a short journey overland. Uh, if you follow the river about more to the south, maybe a day or two, uh, and, uh, I mean, I can get you charts for all these if you're interested. Uh, oh, that would be lovely. It's very convenient. I you're, you're looking at about the limestone or if other three elements. or four days journey down to Split Valley. And, uh, the Split Valley Granite Quarry is our largest zap you have going on right now. So that's got just the greatest amount of gross area, perhaps, that, uh, may nurture these kind of flowers or vines that, uh, growing throughout this is certainly the most interesting uh interesting inquisition i've had about the, the quarries in, in my living memory i never imagined digging rocks out of the ground for the tract a group of people <laughs> so committed to finding strange flowers is this is this uh they have a word for it there's a potion making it mix in that you up in Kitago. alchemy is this uh part of that something well, I do uh, try my hand at alchemy, and I'm uh, considered a fair hand, although uh, my uh, colleague over here is uh, far better. But uh, no, perfumery is its own art form, and uh, there are those who oh, do consider it to be magic. Right, right, perfume. You, you, you done told me that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a, a new one to me. Uh, so, if you want to head Vest out from here, Vest past Craycastle. Uh, it's a small little farming community a few days' journey away, and just continuing down, uh, it's a small trail. You're looking maybe uh, a bit under a week's journey out to uh, Redstone Splits. And uh, Redstone Stone Splits is limestone. Uh, further out west you go, the less it's granite, the more it transitions into softer rock. Well, it makes sense. Uh, you said that it follows the river. Uh, as the river heads towards its source, you would expect the rock to get softer, and limestone is a more natural uh, result of that. Well, truth be told, the origin of where the rocks we call come from is something that's never really crossed my mind before now. Well, but you certainly seem to have done your research on this stuff. Well, the different natural environments that plants grow in influence everything about them. I mean, most of their scent and the way that they grow is because of the environment they grow in. So if you want to know where to find them, you have to understand the environment. Mm. Oh, fair enough. As far as I've always been told, what my father told me is that there's rocks on the grounds that plenty of people are happy to pay money for. Please dig them up and fulfill the desires. And my father says you should never take a quarry for granite. 
How's that tea coming? So, am I allowed to cancel my contract at any time? <laughs> uh, should be heating up here before too long, I imagine. Uh, I'm preparing a pot for tea and some fun to put on for coffee. You know, it's fairly early. I don't know if any of you take it. Uh, I can't imagine going through much of my day without it at this point. Of course not. Uh, milk in first, though. But those are the, the three main qualities that uh, the Bristol Colon Empire encompasses. Uh, Hopefully, one of them, uh, hopefully the nearest, the Pine Rock, will do good for you, and then <laughs> this could save you a, a, a great journey out through near trackless forests. So it is very beautiful this time of year. Well, I, I so appreciate your time. You're a very gracious host. Oh, of course. Uh, I'm always happy to help. doesn't sound right. There was another one that they were talking about, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. There was another quarry that was w w that was being bandied about the name of, and I just can't I can't place it at the moment. Um, could you rattle them off to me? Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a pine rock is the closest one. Pine and... rock, split valley, redstone split, you did those, and then there was. It doesn't sound right. Well, I'm trying to remember. There's another granite one that's largely part of split valley. Uh, that's past Fork River Bend, but it's uh, just as they think that one has largely been mined out. Uh, there's not a whole lot of operations that really happen at this point. We just does uh, the land exists? Obviously, the quarry doesn't go anywhere after it's done being used. But but it could be. Oh, but if it is an abandoned quarry, it means there'd be a lot of time for the greenery to have grown out without being disturbed by wagons going hither and yon. Ooh. Well, that does make sense, I suppose. That is true, and the soil might have some very unique properties. We should add it to the list just to be complete, you see. What, okay. was, the, what was the name of that one? Uh, whatever, whatever it was I just said five seconds ago that I read a lot time ahead and forgot. Uh, Fork River something. <laughs> We're going to go Fork River Valley is probably what I said. You that had, sounds reasonable. You had said that you might have uh, some uh, some maps. I've seen some older ones, but I'd be interested in looking at yours to oh, see. Oh yeah, if... we got uh, we got uh, trade charts. Uh, let me. Oh one. Uh, if that tea starts whistling, don't worry. I'll be back in just a moment. But uh, let me go gather a few of the uh, travel charts. Of course. Uh, I'm sure if the tea is finished, if there's one thing I know how to do, it's pour myself a cup of tea. But help yourself if you, <laughs> if you can't wait. Uh, We'll be right. Just a moment. I was gonna go tend the tea. And uh, Arthur heads out uh, down a uh, through a door on the side, deeper into the estate, to go fetch up these uh, various charts. Uh, he comes back a couple of minutes later, after which point the uh, the teapot would have started rattling and whistling that you could have easily handled. He's, he's got a <clears throat> decently impressive selection of uh, various teas in a rack, just on the on the counter. Uh, next to the stove itself, uh, and you could have, you would have been long finished uh, preparing the teas if you get take that into yourself before he comes back in with a book, leather bound, two small scrolls, and a much larger piece of parchment, and uh, takes them out into this like kitchen and dining area to uh, just a larger flat table space. Well, the up face of a table looks like a log, pretty much just cloven in half, <laughs> left open, perched on some uh, some stands. Homie, it's charming. And he rolls the big map out, and the big map is absolutely covered in a various notation of like regions and peaks and forests and trade roads and trails and travel routes and everything. That just seems to be a, 
an intensive, like almost topographical map of southern Kentargo itself. The smaller charts he opens up as he puts one over down in front, he unroll, unrolls it. Shows a couple of directions, uh, labeled trade routes out to the quarries that he had mentioned. He says, this here is the, uh, the trade routes we've been using recently. Uh, the shipments bringing to and from all the bristlecone quarries uh, that we operate. Uh, it should give you more than you need to uh, find your passages down to any of them. Uh, you're welcome to take this. I got plenty of these. Oh, thank you. It, it would be good to be able to match these up with my various geological assessments later. It would be helpful to have this as a starting point. Well, again, I do. All, I, I think this is all just very proper interesting, and um, well, I'm happy to be of assistance. Uh, Russian's gonna look over that chart, and she's gonna see if she can find summer shade on there anywhere. Uh, as you're looking through it, it is so thoroughly detailed mm -hmm. that finding that specifically is going to be a little difficult. Give me a perception check. Alright, it's going to be a 29. Uh, with a 29, looking through, it is there. Uh, Summershade Granite Quarry is marked on the map almost on the Chelish border. Hmm. Uh, it looks like to get there, you would need to travel uh, following the Yalubalus River down to a confluence four days south of White Rock. And then it would fork off to the uh, Katharavausa River west, another five days journey to the quarry. Uh, Summer Shade is very far away. <laughs> okay. Uh, Roshin's just going to note where it is, um, but not say anything or point it out. Well, this is all very, very nice of you. Uh, can I can I at least pay you for the paper or, no. or the copies? Please, make no mind of it. It's a, a single sheet of paper and a bit of ink to copy a map. Don't cost nothing proper. Thank uh. you. And uh, would you uh, suggest, uh, which of the inns would you suggest if we wanted to take our leisure here for the night? If I pick sides on that debate, I'm going to have the townsfolk in my throat for All weeks. All <laughs> right, you are totally, completely 100%. Uh, perfectly enjoyable places, both staffed by, staffed by fine, fantastic folk, folk either perfectly capable attending to your needs. Lovely. So you're going to be uh, planning on staying around uh, White Rock for long? Um, perhaps for the night. Uh, I shall have to uh, consult with my, uh, my uh, advisors here, as I have to say that roughing it isn't exactly my specialty. This actually does remind me. And I... I know that this isn't uh, necessarily right proper for mayor of a town uh, selling his wares and whatnot, but uh, if you do stay around, or if you are planning on traveling out to see his quarries, uh, when you're taken to journey, just be careful. Uh, we, in the past uh, couple of weeks, have had a, weeks, have had a couple of reports of... Uh, well, it's some strange happenings. Uh, I don't imagine it's nothing so severe as bandits or the like, but uh, things do happen sometimes. And uh, I wouldn't want to see <laughs> this friendly uh, brigade of flower-hunting faces uh, fall afoul of anything strange outside of my town of White Rock. Well, uh, you can be sure that uh, while I am a flower hunter, my uh, father would never send his prize bloom out without protection. Uh... <laughs> 
these uh, ladies and gentlemen are all very capable, far beyond what they would have seen. I just feel I can't. I look incapable. <laughs> it's not nothing personally slighting against any of you, of course. And you look like you come well equipped with uh, with friends and gods for the travel, which is smart. But I can't, in good conscience, uh, not mention anything. Of course, you are a gentleman. We very much appreciate your candor. And uh, thank you, Miss. Uh, Eleanor, Beatrice, Rose, and Oleander. I forgot to introduce myself. This has a tongue twister of a name if I've heard one. Uh, thank you for handling the tea. I apologize that I was fetching things and I've been a right terrible host. Oh, <laughs> so it's to kick me out of Kentaro in the first place, my dad would say. It's perfectly fine. I always loved helping Claire with the tea when I was little anyways. Always but, soothing. Uh, take that map of routes with you. Uh, at least it'll keep you t- uh, sticking to this main road. So uh, if that is... Uh, anything odd going about. Uh, surely nothing will happen on main routes. Thank uh, you. Just uh, be careful if you're camping for the night on these travels and just uh, keep an eye out. You're very kind. You are. Uh, Lady Eleonora is actually helping me write a, a play about my family. She's a very talented singer and, a- and dancer. You got your fingers in a truly impressive amount of pots, <laughs> Miss Resme. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well... Y- you don't say. I-, I am very talented. My father always said that... <sighs> All right, well, I think we must be going. Yes, um, I must agree. The day is still pretty young, and I'm, I have feet for traveling, so... And I have a porch to fix. So uh, hopefully that should be everything you need. Uh, it's been a pleasurable morning meeting a lot of you, truly. Uh, hopefully you stay in White Rock. is nothing but pleasant. Downs the rest of her tea, sets it down. Thank you for the tea. These are so interesting. I wonder what kind of flora and fauna we're going to find. Well, we'll go ahead and plot, plot out a lovely little route we can go in. We can hit all four of them. The Pine Rock, the Split Valley, the Redstone. Uh, perhaps even go over to the Fark River. It's a bit further away, but it could be lots of very interesting plants around there. Thank you very kindly, sir. You're going to be committing uh, about the whole of Desnes if you're hoping to see all of them, but with the back and forth. We've committed more time to more frivolous tasks. Have you considered how far we've traveled to get here? Oh, that's fair. I, uh... Oh, I don't I'm know reading from... it upside down. That's why. It's okay. We will plus the routes. She's but... the nose. Our job is to get the nose to the plants as quickly and safely as possible. Yeah, hopefully, uh, Ladia has the best luck. I hope you find this, uh, this vine of yours. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Am I going the right way? Uh, we're going back to the wagon, my dear. Oh, all right. Thank you so much again. So... With uh, Arthur Bristlecon's help here, the group of you would uh, head back out of this estate with uh, a chart that definitely does not have Summer Shade labeled on it anywhere. Uh, but Roisin has a pretty decent idea of how to find the place. And once we're safely out of earshot. Um, so looking over that more detailed map, I was able to actually find Summer Shade on there. It oh, is good. incredibly far away. Four days south, five days west beyond that, almost all the way to Chelsea Barter. Uh, hopefully we don't run into any Barter patrols while we're there, but it's you, you couldn't get more remote, which is probably why the Triad's using the place. Well, we could procure some more supplies, and now that we have a reliable cover, no one will hesitate to supply us with whatever we need, and should we be in the area and things got back here, it would very well confirm our story. So, and in fact, they'd be expecting us to be gone for quite some time, seeing as how we're planning on being a grand tour of all the local quarries in the area. Out of a curiosity, 
you do not think that perhaps Cheliax is assisting them with all the devils and the slavery? My dear friend... With all the devils and the slavery. Would you certainly be suggesting that the evil empire of devils and slavery would be assisting the international ring of slavers in committing their evil? Exactly. Yes. That's a, that's a hard when line to you, draw. When you mentioned the Boulder Patrol, perhaps if we come across them, they would have been paid off. Oh, whether they would be paid off or not, I'm sure we'd be coming to blows one way or another. Or... It's not often you get to strike a direct blow as an, a, as, a, as an advocate of freedom against the actual real evil empire ruling over your continent. But then I don't get to act like an airhead. You can act. You're a natural Madeira. You'll find other places to do it. From what I've noticed, you don't really have to do much acting for that. Ooh. Thank just, you. As long as you're yourself, who cares? Take anyways, it from me. Anyways, <laughs> that's a flower hunting. Oh. That's the face of a flower hunter out there that's pointing a marshal. <laughs> as that's I the this. smell of a flower hunter. <laughs> a lizard. <laughs> I believe a lizard. The lizard, I legitimately can see being a flower hunter. This. So as you head back to your wagon from Hired Arthur mercenary. Arthur Bristlecone's estate, who we're never going to talk to again because I, for some reason, decided to try to do Chelish Hick, and I cannot do that. Don't make me do it ever again. It was, um, it was pretty impressive. good. You were, like, flipping back and It was hard. It was them. real hard. Um, what is the plan? It is pretty early in the morning. It's maybe only, like, 10, 1030. I'm taking um, another crack at my hammer. You can, uh, yeah, you can, you can to... spend the day working on the hammer's rune. Yep. Oh. I'm but I mean, are you, uh, nope. are you? I'm going to assist. Are you getting back underway? Are you going to start moving towards Summershade, knowing how far it is? Um, I, need some supplies I wanted to get bit. some go supplies because yeah. we don't really. What we brought was not designed in for this type of area or terrain, so I would like That's to fair. reacquire some supplies. Yeah, and getting enough uh, food and just general tack to yeah. resupply, uh, fill up your carriage to make sure that you've got. Because you're looking at like. Three weeks round trip, almost down to Summershade and back to White Rock. Not even back to Kentar. Oh, back to Kentar. We almost exactly three weeks back to Kentar. Go about twenty-one days. Um, I also want to pick up some supplies that, um, if I were going to harvest plants or dig down into the soil, I would need because cover supplies. Cover supplies. Uh, but all things considered, even for a month's journey, you're not going to spend much more than yeah. like a gold piece That's on fine. Uh, basic supplies and stuff. And uh, the general store in the town center would easily be able to set you up with whatever you need, seeing as most of what comes through here are caravans being supplied <laughs> for long journeys. So again, you are hitting exactly the mass market on the head. It's not difficult to acquire any of this and would only take you maybe uh, an hour to get all organized and paid for. Does okay. critically succeeding at an... Uh, Assist, do anything. Gives you another plus two, I think, right? It gives you... It's plus one if you succeed, plus two if you critically succeed, three if you're master. So you get a plus three. Because I got a 30. That's, that's a 24, then. 24? If it's if it's only a level six rune, it's not as high as I thought it was. 24 will succeed. So over the oh, course okay. of the day, you will put the in. The rectangle. So supplied <laughs> and ready as you are. We're heading off. The time for journey has begun as you will cover the many many miles exploration quarry key no. montage no. it's <laughs> it's a Oregon trail no. it's very possible that what the uh that what the uh little bellflowers have been thinking about wasn't uh, miss long road wasn't actually a summer shade but one of the closer quarries that is currently functional uh under bristle cones uh umbrella here most of which are a bit closer uh the 
trade route that he gave you does denote a couple other quarries that are up to two and a half weeks journey away, some almost literally on the Chelish border. Uh, but most of them do appear to be relatively small, and he only gets like a, any kind of a shipment or transaction with them every other month. They don't make that journey very frequently. Mm -hmm. Some even every three months. So, Sirenscape, give it unto me, the wagon. Because we are going to travel... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. For nine days. Following these rivers. Uh, as you camped outside White Rock and met the priest of Chaldera, it was a new month, the first of Desna. And after you followed the Elobolus River for four days and then the Cather of Vausa for another five before finally forking off to find Summershade Granite Quarry uh, sometime in the late afternoon, it will be the 11th now of Desna's. Somewhere back in Bridge Hill, Greg Coldbrand has finished his contracts and the walls of Citadel Altarian have been at least fully repaired. There are no longer giant gaping holes in your castle's walls. It looks much nicer. Yeah. Which means that Tyrannus can finally walk around in his underwear like he wants. <laughs> the goblins still live in the castle. <laughs> the goblins live in the basement of the castle. They live goblins in the basement. Care. Goblins don't care Not at all. Basement goblins? He's singing <laughs> in the shower. We have basement goblins and we have two basement kobolds. We have both. We all have basement kobolds? <laughs> Zirkins! Heroes of Breach Hill. Mascots. But, uh, oh God, with yes. that large map that you had seen, Summershade Granite Quarry sits in the shadow of a pretty large mountain range that spans the border with Chiliax. Uh, and one of its greatest peaks here in Southern Ravenel is Summershade Mountain. Uh, the quarry is burrowed into the side of a, a fairly steep peak. This isn't something you would realistically go hiking or even rock climbing up as uh, a, a large part of the face is, is near sheer. Uh, so it's the entrance to the quarry uh, that the trail leads up before it expands up to uh, with no real indication or signage or anything left anymore. Uh, simply expands out into something that is cleaved uh, near squarely down into dozens of stone feet up uh, further up the sheer mountain face itself. It is a pretty impressively large quarry, uh, commanding a decent chunk of a truly enormous mountain. Uh, but with how large Summershade is, the mountain, not the quarry, it would barely even be visible from the mountain's peak itself. Hmm. Uh, there is not nearly as much lush, lush foresting as you move south here. As uh, this far out from the coast, it kind of splits a bit more into mountainous, kind of scattered, scraggling shrubs little bits of small squat almost evergreen looking trees around but the entrance to the quarry fortunately is still not terribly difficult to find and around the shoulder of the looming summer shade mountain this path uh, which you wouldn't be able to bring uh, the path starts to narrow down to a, a walking trail that at this point is over overgrown enough that it's difficult to bring the carriage through it's all right, I'm going to uh, shrink item it and put it in my pocket. Carriage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, keep the horses for riding, but the carriage will go in my pocket. Roshi will walk. <laughs> so after a nice 
10 minute incantation there. You have tiny carriage. Get tiny. What Get about tiny. The, what we're about the horses? <clears throat> Probably time to a tree if we're not going to use them. Well, yeah. Shrink item the just, horses. Just stay. No. Just kind of a, yeah, leash them off and stake them out here. Yeah, if they're uh, tame horses, as long as we leave them some feed and. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. So you set them up, tie them off not too far from the carriage. And as not really imposing as this kind of nice mountainous area looks, you know you're here. And if you are not chasing shadows here, the Scarlet Triad should be near. You would like I could go invisible and scale the head just to get an idea of what we're dealing with. Sure. Invisibility might not even be necessary, uh, given the confines. It looks awfully tight, but... Uh, Better safe than sorry. Uh, use your best judgment. Uh, of course. It'd be a good idea. Well, then, uh, for the sake of precaution, I'll scout ahead while invisible. Okay. We will follow at a safe distance. So, uh, as you cloak yourself and uh, head in with this rune from your armor. The path that narrows overgrown to just barely like a hiking trail uh, that cuts forward even as the hills and mountains start to steeply rise up around it uh, does, after a few dozen feet, open back up pretty widely uh, into a final steep stony ascent. Uh, that leads up to the quarry proper. And from here, uh, you can see the, again, the near square cleave uh, into the side of this mountain, this man-made valley that, though now somewhat overgrown, is clearly the entrance of the quarry itself. Uh, at the top of this rise that goes up about 30 or so feet of gravelly uh, stone path, you can see five figures clad in a breastplate and helm crossbows hanging at their hips standing tall uh, silhouetted against the quarry behind them cast fireball <laughs> you cast fireball you can't see this I mean I'm you're not. you're ahead invisible you're the yeah. first person who comes and sees this and I mean like obviously they don't see you at all just in the background here fireball <laughs> 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 So that's uh, be the first time. It's pretty much less. all I see. Just open quarry, five guys up. On yeah, the well, you can yeah you can see the entrance to the quarry like thirty feet up above you with the five guys standing at the top of the rise. You can't really see into the quarry proper without going up there. I'm uh, just gonna go up there. Okay, so as you uh, go up closer, uh, the five men watching down this ascent are motionless, like completely still, and. Closing over that distance and coming closer becomes obvious that they are no longer alive. Uh, there are five corpses here, propped up in their armor, uh, tabards with heraldry matching Arthur Bristle Cones, uh, uh, what would have been in his helmet, would have been clearly on display, uh, where they have obviously been killed and propped up to appear at a distance as if they were on duty guarding the place. You can see that there is a bit of a fork. The entrance to the quarry has a tunnel on the west that bores into the stone itself 
and uh, going forward opens up into a massive pit several hundred feet across, uh, largely square. The walls of this ascend up another hundred or so feet of this quarry commanding an incredible amount of area, a truly impressive amount of granite that was once, once excavated. And you can see kind of scattered around it in the distance uh, throughout the various uh, sides of the walls, there are some other small openings as well. Uh, whether those are just caverns that have opened with years of disuse or what is, again, not entirely clear at this distance. But you can only see one figure near the center of the quarry, a couple hundred feet away from you. In the quarry, not across? In the quarry. Yeah, like, because you're at the opening to the, the quarry itself. But let me the, see if I can... They're, like, where the hole was dug. Well, in the you. hole, probably, right? Yeah, well, there's the across... Uh, across from me, there's the above across from me, and then there's the in the hole. Hmm. One second. Why am I no We're able getting to... the court, boys. I'm going to give you a quarry, yes. Just take us back to the Mwangi quarry. Oh, there we go. Super zoom in on that one. <laughs> oh, so where is the player view box? There it is. Let me under, comrade. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how this is going to display. So bear with me. Well, preferably on the screen. Well, yeah, I know. I'm going to get there, but I haven't switched the, the, the <laughs> view of the stream over either. It is Whoa. real, 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 real big. Wow. Yeah, it's this wow. real, real big. This is the ascent. You, tiny green blip. <laughs> I am tiny green Would be boy. out <laughs> ahead. This is, uh, this goes 30 feet up. And many, many feet forward oh my to where Jesus. it finally opens up. And you can see there's that little look. And this is where Aquaforge gets a little weird because this map is so big that it actually has some difficulty displaying all of it at once into a massive quarry, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet across. So there is one figure standing in that huge stone quarry. Uh, about two thirds of the way back across it, you can just uh, like make them out at this distance. You have no idea who they are or what they're doing from here. It is like a speck in the distance that is there. Okay. Well, if I have established <clears throat> that those people are just dead bodies and that I don't see anything really like out here in the immediate area, uh, while I've still got plenty of my invisibility left, I'm gonna come back and uh, probably come up to Marshall, tap him on the shoulder, and uh, it appears to be clear up ahead at least to a fork. It is man across, but it uh, could possibly be another body. There are five dead bodies on top of hill. It made to look like gods, but uh, there is no one. Okay, I'll go on ahead then. All right, and that uh, would just be me getting all of you saying that out loud. Should we? I think we should investigate the, the, the fork going into the mountain, the tunnel. That's probably where they'd go and hide most of their nefarious activities. It would be safer. I don't want the enemies like Resme throwing big fireballs at us. Or at least half a dozen of crossbows raining down from on high. B big open area is not fun. So yeah, you are faced largely with the choice to continue out into an enormous quarry or to 
fork off into this side passage. But all of you from here can see into the square of the quarry itself. And you can see that the, the sides of it have largely been overgrown with thorny brushes and lichens. Look, Resme, perhaps that'd be one of your flowers that you're looking for. Well, you never know. I have been known to wish things into reality before. There he is. Yes. It's a uh, part of the charm of being able to master the elements of the universe and call them to yourself and uh, mm-hmm. harness their power. Miss mm-hmm. Roisin, does she talk like this often? Okay. Uh, Quite all the time, actually. You haven't been around her very often, have you? It's time to no. go in mouth of mountain. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Professionalism. Professionalism. If, and I'll just while invisible, just kind of guide you over that way while you're looking out at all the plants and stuff. Pushy, pushy, pushy. Yeah, let me cluster the team real quick, like. Do mountains really have mouths? Yes. Oh. Stuff goes in them, don't they? Yes, they do. There's a group it, you. It sort of implies they have a digestive system. Head off. That's called magma. Into this side passage. It is a uh, fairly open passageway about 10 feet across in all directions that leads up further uh, into the rock of the quarry itself. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be a very interesting map to navigate, so bear with me because this is going to get real neat, though. Okay, we have oh. somebody. Also, I set this up long ago, has long enough ago that it has Buddy on it, not Eleanor. He <laughs> feeks. Oh, it's, we're close enough. That's the same family, right? Yeah, it's the same family. There you go. Close enough is exactly what we're going to call that. Okay, so what did we learn today? It's really hard to tell with how small they are. Make a map that's freaking huge on Arkin Forge. E- e- even if I, I go giant, everyone, it's going to be hard to see. I think everyone has a hard time when this happens. This is a massive map. Not. It is a very, 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 very like, large map. I like how piecemeal it looks. Yeah, so... Uh, as you continue forward, seamless transition down this it's tunnel completely. Well, it's actually interesting because they gave me a zoom to like they have the, the huge map, which is freaking gigantic and has like the rooms of Aegly on it. Yeah, yeah. They also have like a cutaway version of it that they gave us, so I just used the Arkenforge's multi-level thing to do that. Ah, clever. Look how smart you are. You Big would see this please. heading forward into a chamber uh, that appears to be fairly well lit. There are some torches spaced pretty widely up and down this massive passageway you've come through so far, so it's not completely dark. Uh, but this area ahead of you seems to both be much more well lit and opened up, and you can hear several voices speaking within. Well, then I will uh, do my thing. and Walk forward, assuming it hasn't been ten minutes yet. Uh, this lock is, walk has been long enough with you climbing up that. It's been close, but not ten minutes yet. Uh, and as you head up into the room here, Trishik, uh, you would see that there are a quartet of what are clearly Scarlet Triad grunts uh, sitting around a table playing some kind of a dice game. They are pretty invested in their gambling at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they? Lucky for you. I'm going to go over and make it look like one of them's cheating. 
boy. <laughs> All right, Shashik, so as you come to the table here, uh, what they're playing is a game that appears to be based around some pools of dice. Uh, each individual player has their own pool of dice, separate from a stack of coins, and uh, appears to be betting in both dice from their pool as well as money on uh, various rolls around the table. Uh, you're not, at immediate glance, positive what the goal here is or how exactly it's played, but it seems simple enough that moving anything from somebody's pool to somebody else's pool uh, is going to cause some hurt feelings. <laughs> that is the point. So make me a thievery check. Are they playing Warhammer 40k? No. It sounds like me. So, that is a 27, and I'll give you my session reroll because I want this well. We're going to roll my new dice. Your new oh. Dice. Roll better. Nope. No, got slightly worse, but still not bad. I'm invisible, and I'm tricking people who are clearly focused. So, um, thievery 24. So, the 24, as you reach in to try to move something, uh, a quick reaction from one of the players, he just flings a hand out gesturing about something, he actually bumps you. Uh, and knocks into your arm and clearly flinches back and looks like uh, at the dwarf and says, what, what the hell? And starts kind of just like waving out of that, that area. He has no idea what exactly he's touched, the one right next to you, but he, he definitely did touch you and you jerk back immediately. Uh, and uh, the rest of the table just kind of looks at him for a second. He's just swinging at the air, doing nothing here. Can I go to the other side of the table and do it again? <laughs> do it. And he, uh, <laughs> he, he looks at the rest of the table. Uh, I just hit something. And, <laughs> and using this as a perfect a guy, distraction. A guy well, it wasn't fives, I'll tell you that much. Are you playing or not? So using that as a perfect distraction, I'm going to get a 27. <laughs> the 27. Uh, you're able from this, this guy's calling him out here to quickly move a couple of uh, things out from his bowl. Uh, to the dwarf next to him, sliding over uh, suddenly a, a couple pieces of gold. As uh, while you have control of them, they kind of fade out for a moment as you pick them up. They're invisible. Put them down, so it's not like a stack of gold. just sliding. <laughs> Nobody's noticing. They're just slowly disappearing from one stack and slowly appearing in another. And then I'll uh, start walking back to the group and letting them figure out what's going on at that table. That one of them has just cheated. Obviously. Fair enough. As you head back to the uh, the party, I'm going to come right up to Eleonora while invisible, and uh, there are four dwarves in the room. Probably just coming out of. There's, there's a pair of dwarves with flails and a, a pair of uh, men with a, a man and a woman with pretty large clubs. Okay, two humans, two dwarves. I have uh, interfered with gambling game. It likely caused distraction in about a minute or so when they realize one of them is cheating. So, we use that as cover if you'd like to organize. Is there a demon under the table? There is no demon. Oh, Did you God. check for a demon? There's probably no demon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe. Well, there's no roof in this room, so I suppose it'd be safe. It is a ceiling. He could be in the mountain. Did you look up? I did not. Nobody ever look up. Rookie mistake. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Uh, I have been wanting to tr 
try something, uh, if you wouldn't mind letting me uh, poke my head out for a minute. What, by yourself in the room? Are you mad? No, you can stand right beside me, but I'm, and I'm not going to go in the room. I just need line of sight. Yes, if you'd like to attempt. I feel I do not have long on this invisibility. Uh, sure. Very well, very well. Uh, sword and shield out. I'm just getting ready. Uh, getting my axe out. All so, right. as the group of you move up here, uh, clearly there has been uh, disagreement at the table. There is a little bit of a less than good natured argument going on amongst these men about who put what where and who has how much gold and uh, it is escalated rapidly. <laughs> but as you come into view, an army of people coming around the corner here, they're not exactly quick to drop their personal debates. But they are certainly going to turn your direction, and I'm going to need you guys to roll me some initiative. We can't have that. Is it hard to roll stealth since I'm still invisible? You can definitely roll stealth. Not terrible. Wait. I was about to say, why do you? All right, Trishik. 31. Nick and Boy. And Marshall. 27. 31's not actually a good roll. How about you, Shane? Uh, 24. Oh. <laughs> All over the place right now. Yeah. I think I'm fucked at some point. Yeah. There we go. There we go. And resume. 28. 28, so just above Marshall here. And Eleanor is in the dumpster. After you. <laughs> And oh, Nora doesn't roll initiative. <laughs> Two clubby boys. Initiative failed successfully. One of your cards has slid under the uh, thing. That's okay. Two clubby boys. One of them's going to be up here. They react uh, fairly quickly. They're pretty distracted. Uh, but the dwarves <laughs> are not. Not reacting quickly. Dwarves uh, love to dwarves gamble. Dwarves are very and invested in this argument, obviously. <laughs> They're super invested in it. And two, like, uh, due to the nature of the map, it's going to be a little bit zoomed in. I think Squid forgot about her. Oh, oh Velia's here. Crap, I need my Velia token. Uh, I can do that. I got a real Velia, too. <laughs> well, uh, forewarned is forearmed. Uh, she could still stab things with one arm. Let me get Vali on here. Kick. And bite. Vali got a 30. You got a 31, Rashik? Yes. Yeah. Mm. The happy face. I love the happy face. Just makes me so happy. Like the happy face. Vali is so happy. The light so, of my day. Vali loves murder. She loves getting to kill people. Who doesn't? She gets to test out our new sword fighting technique. She gets to test out one-handed mode. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. So there are Vali up. There are two. Man with clubs. And there are two dwarves. Ooh. Stick boys and dwarf boys. Natural enemies since time and immemorial. <laughs> stick boy and stick girl, because we did specify Trishik. that. Trishik. <laughs> yeah, first. Well, would it have been all right for me to have marked one of them while I was in there? Absolutely. You were just in there. Yep. Like, they just had no idea. Sure. Well, <laughs> Definitely. Well, Do whatever you want. The one that bumped me. <laughs> <laughs> so probably, so probably this one. Yep. 
how dare he stop me from cheating? <laughs> how dare she, he? How dare he stop me from cheating for him? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll show you not to let me cheat for you. I suppose I'd be right there because where I am currently is in the wall. I mean, yeah, but that's like 50-50 square. You could stand there either or door. Okay. I mean, for line of sight purposes, I guess it matters. But uh, I want to shoot him, so. Fair enough. Plink, plink, plink. Shot number one is a 27 against his flat-footed. Uh, 27? Let me go. They got the yield and spread. I'm sure 27 against his flat-footed. Yes, it does. Alrighty. So. 5, 10, 14, 16, 17. 21. Okay, he's bleeding. He is now bleeding for D6. And uh, on to the next one. Just gonna tag the uh, going counterclockwise. So okay. this club will. Tag both the guys closest to you. Yeah. With the nat 20. Woo! So, this man is going to hurt and he's pinned. Yep, well he is pinned to the chair. <laughs> he can't stand up. I see a couple of sixes in there. 16, 17, 20, 40, uh, 46. 46, and he is super bleeding. And just moving down the line, and this will be at a minus six, so. Why you do math and let's see 16, if I can get the lighting to work on this. 29. I don't know if I can, the map is so freaking huge. On which one? 29 on the uh, the second dwarf. 29 hits him. Turns the target suddenly. So, <laughs> Chin. <laughs> He's bad. 18, 23, 26. And uh, the two dwarves are bleeding for a D6, and the human is bleeding for a D12. Ow. Open what volley. Total, what was the total damage? Uh, 12, 16, 26. 26. That's pretty good. Quack, quack. Rogue the second. Plink, plink, plink. Uh, so, Valia. Oh, we all got moved. Valia. She's gonna hold. I'm so proud of her. She's right kind now. of at the back of the bus. She needs a bow. And doesn't want to run help, in and get <laughs> How is she going to shoot a, a bow? One-handed <laughs> pistol? You give her a crossbow, a hand crossbow, and then you give her the feet that one NPC had, where she reloaded two hand crossbows at the same oh, time. Oh, with Extinction Curse, when she just yeah. flipped and reloaded them both? Yeah, you know, give the, her that. The thigh sheath? Yeah, She's an NPC. Do. She can have that feet. She's going to hold probably till after Marshall. So this first guy, who has been pinned to the chair... <laughs> Love and life. Uh, is going to reach for his big stick, pull it out as he tries to wrench himself free from the chair. And uh, what's going to end up happening is he's going to stand up with the chair just kind of dragging behind him. It's funny because if they roll a hard one, they might not successfully he did not roll hard yeah. one. Uh, and he is going to move chair rattling across the stone floor. Uh, to some cover over here against the far side and just yell back, it doesn't matter, forget the coins, we're being attacked! <laughs> the dwarves, <laughs> the dwarves are still arguing. <laughs> and One of them's been shot, doesn't matter. He's gonna bleed for 10. All right. They've both been shot. Resume. Um, Resume uh, will uh, move up 
uh, around Roisin just a little bit uh, so that she's not caught in the cone. There we go. Okay. Um, and I will move half speed just in case because I don't move like 10 feet away from that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and uh, she will um, throw out uh, in a loud, uh, sonorous voice, um, Ventus, Ventus Fulmina! And uh, she will cast Chain Lightning. Zap, zap, zap. Ooh. And start with the dwarf in front of her. New magic, you say? All right, so what's the Chain Lightning do? So Chain- 11, we have six level spells. Uh, so um, he needs to go ahead and make me a reflex save. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I was trying so hard. Now I can make this regular size. I was trying so hard. I just, of I, course. I can, yeah, remove everything. Okay, so <laughs> dwarf. Reflex save. 21. Uh, He's just, sitting down and. All right, it's DC 30, good. so that's just not a critical <laughs> failure. Woo! Uh, so he's going to take 8d12. <laughs> okay, well, um, why do you roll that for an hour? Um, And so then it's going to jump to his next friend. And then his next friend needs to make me a will say, uh, a reflex save. It hits everyone in the room. It hits everyone yeah. in the room. Enfeebled doesn't affect uh, reflex at all. So. No, that would be uh, clumsy. Clumsy, okay. All three no, people that I hit are enfeebled one for one round. Multiply that case. Nice. 33 on the guy with stick. Okay, uh, so he'll, he'll make it, half. so he'll take half. And then the third guy. Uh, 28, so fails by one. So he'll fail. And then the fourth guy. Oh, but it gets it a stick, too. Everybody, yeah. Second guy with stick, gonna get a 23. Uh, he will also fail. Um, so that's 29 times two is 58. So the guys who succeeded uh, will take half of that, which will be uh, 29. And then the guys who take full will take 58. Math. Okay. Thinking with my brain. So 29 is the base damage. No, 58, 58 is the base damage. 29 is the half damage. Yeah, so yes. one of them will take 29. The other three who failed will take okay. 58. Take that many. Both words failed. This guy failed. <laughs> Was it this man with stick that failed? Yes. So all three of the people that I tagged were like, oh, God, lightning. <laughs> yeah, and the one guy in the corner yep. has got the table behind him that kept him <laughs> largely <laughs> okay. It's a still arrow. The arrow, the shaft of the arrow is still, so it's just... <laughs> and then uh, you'll actually yep, see. Yep, that's gonna taste the crap out of everybody. Okay. And you'll actually see Resme after it's done pull back uh, an invisible whip of lightning that will come back in her hand, smolder for a bit, and go out. Blame her. Well, interesting. Marshall, everyone's pretty hurt now. <laughs> the way he likes it. First they get shot, then they get zapped. What's gonna happen next? A big freaking dwarf. We just invented <laughs> the taser. Big freaking dwarf comes into the room. Move, ah! drink, and grow. What square do you want to grow into? Surprise me. I take care. That, that works. As long as I can hit things. You can hit everybody from there. So that seems like the, the most reasonable martial activity. Yep. And because I'm a level 11, I can grow for a free action when I rage. So free. that's awesome. So you got an action left. Yep. And uh, I'm going to smack sticky boy behind me. The guy that's bleeding come to cover. profusely. Yeah, <laughs> pen to a chair. Yeah, pen to a chair. He's got a chair stuck to his leg. Jesus, oh, he's um, dead. Thirty-nine. 
This man is. <laughs> and are you? I, I, I should have sworn at this one instead. That way, axe proficiency. <laughs> 39 does not crit. But 39 mm. will hit him. Really? One uh, of the things that he has reduces his AC. Fair. He's just feeling really bad. <laughs> uh, blazing giant axe coming at his face. Uh, that's... Okay, so 17 plus 17 is... 34, 34 plus 5 fire damage. 39. Uh, 39. Total. 39 total. Okay. And it was not a crit, right? It was right. not, no. Okay, so... So thirty, so thirty-nine, uh, slashing and fire damage. Big ol' slap, some fire. Uh, Valia. <laughs> <laughs> the noise that guy made. <laughs> Valia, seeing the opportunity here, is going to come up behind Marshall uh, to here and then step up so she does not block the entryway. Uh, Turning as she does to flick her wrist for a single deft strike. Poke. Poke. Did this man just get 20'd? Was he just hit by? Did this man get 20'd twice in one round? <laughs> did, he, did he get oh, struck by? This guy got 20'd twice in one round. Uh, that man is not alive anymore. Uh, Valia, have no fear. <laughs> Valia has seen to that. We don't need sneak attack where we're going. <laughs> it's all in the We just the hit really hard. And we'll take down the first stick guy. Uh, the before... one man who's done anything. <laughs> the one man who's had a six turn. Seconds. You should have kept arguing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Turning back, uh, kind of covering behind Marshall's left leg here. I'm facing the rest of the party. Uh, the other stick guy as the dwarves are still arguing about the coin. <laughs> one of them holding his shoulder where an arrow struck him, and uh, the other one, trying to wrench one out of his arm, are still screaming at each other. Very this dude stubborn. stands up. We're dwarves. Flips the table, and just yells out, Wonder attack! Do something about it! And grabs a stick, pushing past this dwarf. Tag of opportunity. Wow. 40. That's a crit. <laughs> Found it. Axe gonna give it to you. Uh, so 9 plus 17, that's 26 plus 3 fire damage, so that's 29 times 2. 58. 58. And he is definitely going to... Uh, there's an adjacent target. There's an adjacent target, so a dwarf <laughs> is getting just the weapon damage dice. So that would be... 9. 9. Nine. Unless the fire counts. Whoa. It was it was a nine on the dice. Okay. Does he does he get the oh he doesn't get the doesn't get the, the, the fire. The bonus. No, he yeah, so he just takes damage nine. dice. Onto uh, the dwarf in the back here, you just slam through them both. And this guy is rocked, slams on the wall behind him, you hear his armor smack against it as he comes down uh, stumbling to put his hands on this club. And just give it the one good swing that he can give it. Uh, bringing it down from like overhead as he almost falls off of the wall where he got like, like Looney Tunes back into it. Just trying to bring that heft down into an overhead smack. Or a. Probably just like stay over here. Uh, that's going to be a 36. On me? On you. Uh, that's a normal hit, yes. Okie dokie. The good thing about leveling up. It almost was a crit. Not a crit anymore. Not a crit anymore. Crit last level. He's Marshall's still beefy boy. 
Gonna hit you for 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then as he kind of staggers here, uh, he's just gonna kick out with one leg towards you in some desperate kind of attempt to make some space for himself. Uh, it's going to be a 35. 35, that's also a normal hit. You're gonna get boot. Is that a hit or a shove? Boy. That's a donkey. 12 wow. points of bludgeoning damage. Big boot. Bludgeoning, Wait, it's sure. bludgeoning. Oh, so I literally take two damage. <laughs> you got 10, 11 rage resistance? 10. 10 rage resistance to bludgeoning. It's, uh, it's like uh, your... I think it's, it's not what it, quite it's, every. Level. It's your con plus something else, I believe. So rushing. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, uh, so the guy's got a little bit too close <clears throat> to resume for her comfort, so she's gonna ride up. Uh, this right one is gone. You're so gallant. He's clearly very focused on the gigantic dwarf that takes up most of the cavern space here. Excellent. Just the way I like it. Oh, I forgot to cast heroism when I came in here. That's fine. I'll cast it afterwards. Um, and, <laughs> Man, uh, these guys aren't a problem. I'll cast it later. Uh, raise the shield and take a slash with the uh, sword. Oh, man. It's not rolling well today. Uh, that is... Gotta uh, use the other side. That's a 27. Hmm. I don't think that's going to hit him. 27 will not, no. Okay. Oh, that's my three actions. Okie dokie. So now we have the dwarves. One of uh, which who has a much larger dwarf looming over him. Uh, he's going to grab his flail off of the floor where it got knocked when this fight started. And uh, he is just going to swing it just kind of up wildly. What would unfortunately pretty much be towards uh, places Marshall would rather not be flailed. Just because that's what's in about flailing region. It, it's alright. It's like a cat it's, playing with the toy. It's not. <laughs> it's pretty small, so he doesn't have a big target. So mean. Thirty-five to I hit mean. you. Thirty-five hits. Not big enough target. Uh, bludgeoning again. So raging resistance. Yep. Uh, Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage. So five. And it's easy as that kind of just be rebuffed by your existence. Yeah, super buff uh, man is super buff. His packs take it. He's going to make the very questionable decision to attempt to shove the gigantic dwarf back. Uh, <laughs> nothing with his flail. He just kind of puts his shoulder down and pushes up against your leg where his uh, his ally had struck. Oh, he's a damn big one! Get, get. <laughs> he's kind of grunting wordless rage as he pushes. Um, 27 versus your fortitude DC. My mm, fortitude? Fortitude DC. So, ten plus oh, yeah, no, he fails. He fails hard. So he's kind of feet. Does he grip him? No, he doesn't. Feet like pushing in the stone. And he takes six bleed. As you shove against him, he takes six bleed. It's the nice other... to roll decent bleed numbers. Normally I get ones and twos. The other dwarf, as the uh, table is flipped here and he sees everything kind of happening, looks for a second at the army coming in the room. Uh, the room. Look you cheat me out of coin, I ain't letting you cheat me out of my life and start scooping up money off of the ground <laughs> into his arms. Am I allowed to take an attack of opportunity? Absolutely take an attack of opportunity. 32. Now that'll hit him. This is what greed gets you. Mm. Dead. Um he is taking 15 plus 17, so that's 22 oh, he's plus dead. Yeah, plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just uh smoldering axe straight down. No question. 
that man is uh, is not alive anymore. Eleonora. Uh, well, going that plan. I'm going to just run all the way around behind the other dwarf. I have 55 feet of movement, so mm -hmm. it, it, I, I can still two moves. That's can I, I run through, through Marshall? Uh, oh yeah, you, you can. So like 15, 20, 25. Yeah, you can move. You can move through. Uh, as you go to pass through. Uh, the guy with the stick, seeing you coming, is just going to kind of reinforce it and almost use it to try to clothesline you as you come by. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nimble dodge. Nimble dodge. Uh, I'm going to use a villain point on that. Because I have a bunch of them, and mm. that's a two. So yeah. give me uh, the one from Dragonic Soul. And now uh, this GM is sponsored by Link1429, because all three <laughs> of my villain points are from him. That's better. Uh, 27. That's not hit. Yeah, no, no chance in hell. Uh, slip by it, dancing around Marshall to the backside of the dwarf. Yeah, zoom, zoom. And then I'm going to hit the dwarf once. I like to imagine that you're Naruto running across the room every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 34. I'll give you flanking. Given the situation, I will say he is effectively flanked. That'll crit. That'll this crit. man has nowhere to go. Yeah, <laughs> literally completely surrounded by a giant dwarf and your entire party. 18, 24, 48 points of damage. He is not alive anymore. Uh, <laughs> Sirenscape has the best timing. I'm not even doing it intentionally. That's just happening. That's awesome. That makes it even better. That was a crit, right? That was a crit. Dang it. Don't you have an ability that follows up or whatever? I I have if it was a if it was a finisher I could five foot step. Oh uh, okay. They got um, one action left. I five foot step. <laughs> well, where you are, you're kind of surrounded by a bunch of stuff. You can't five foot step. Like there's a body I, and chairs at a table. I walk towards the other dude menacingly. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a pro. You already took your arrow. Oh, what are you gonna do, buddy? <laughs> I'm gonna come out with thirty foot movement now. Right to. Oh, I was Yeah. And I'm gonna draw an arrow back, look at this guy, and uh, perhaps you'd like to put down Club and answer some questions. Maybe you walk away with a pile of gold and your life. But, and, but I was uh, planning on keeping the gold. Going to <laughs> intimidate him. I'm sorry, you're, you're the good one, right? With a nat 20 for a 37. Uh, Alright, he is frightened. Beard. <laughs> uh, definitely sees the face again for a moment. And I just uh, won't take my third action. Alright, uh, Resume? This man, as he uh, kind of stumbles back a bit, boxed in entirely, uh, does is a bit wide-eyed, clearly terrified, does not show any immediate signs of not fighting. Um, Resume uh, will let uh, some lightning build up in her hand and uh, her eyes will flare and she'll say, really, you ought to think about that offer because we're only going to make it once. And I will uh, also um, not take any action, but I'm just going to hold. Marshall? Ha! You're all talk. I go to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Is this for me? I can has? I can has... I could has chew toy. Want good skateboards? It's a 37. 
on the athletics. Thirty-seven. As he uh, goes to turn, you'll you'll grab a hold of one arm, so he's kind of stuck there. He's a bit stronger than he looks, and your your size does not afford you massively prodigious strength, so you can't quite pick him up while he's resistant. But you gotta hold him. I do have a feat. I believe it's called Titan Wrestler, where I. That, he's not. He's huge, not huge. So that doesn't oh, it doesn't wait. matter. Oh, it works the other way. Yeah, yeah Titan wrestle lets you wrestle up. He oh, okay, is much mind. smaller than yours. So okay. that does not apply. He is okay, my bad. I thought it was. But the you other got one. a hold of him. Yeah, I got a hold of him. Okay, so that was my first action. Uh, just in case, I'm going to psych up as my second, uh, and with that, I'm going looking like you got two choices: you can behave, or I can eat you. Intimidate. Well, he's already trying to. Um, well, I just added another 30 to it, so. So. <laughs> EPs. Continuing out around you, Valia's gonna move over towards a curtain uh, that's bolted into two sides of the wall. It's separating the areas here. And uh, slip her rapier in kind of a wide stance and just watch him and wait. Never has a dude been more screwed than this guy. Uh, that said, he knows what he must do, and he's going for it. Step one. Poop. <laughs> Step one. Well, so if he goes to take hostile actions, can... Well, he's trying to pull away from Marshall. He's not, like, attacking. Uh, well, can her held turn go before he does his turn? I mean, uh, yeah, he didn't do any actions. Yeah. He, he's trying to pull away from Marshall. He's not, like, swinging or attacking, but he's definitely trying to, like, get out of Marshall's grip. He has um, not agreed to our demands. He so, not, no. um, he has said nothing. He's just grit his teeth. He's like, all right, I got to escape this grapple. I got to shove <laughs> Eleanor, and I got to get past Valia. Oh, so I'm <laughs> um, That's cute. So at that point, um, the, the light... While I'm frightened, too. <laughs> While I'm frightened, too. We can do it. Uh, the lightning uh, will go out um, in her eyes, uh, but he will actually see her eyes projected into himself, and he will feel his death come upon him, um, and he will know that he is doomed. No, agonizing despair. Okay. Is that a will save? It sounds pretty yeah, will save -y. he's going to make a will save. That is very much a will save. No universe that's not a will save. <laughs> Are you, you scared, boy? <laughs> 31. It's going to be a regular success. So, yes, yeah, so that'll be a regular success. Uh, so, he's going to go ahead and take. All this bookkeeping over here for a spell caster. Uh, he'll go ahead and he'll take uh, 13 mental damage. Okay. Um, and if he has any more frightened to be, his frightened condition will go up. But I don't well, he's think... frightened too. So I don't think he can get more frightened than that. Unless a success gives him frightened three, which no. I would look at the spell up I don't immediately. Think so. um, I think he's just he he feels that. All right, it's time to break out of Marshall's grip. All right, all you got to do is try. You got to break out of Marshall's grip. You got to shove Eleanor, and you got to run past Valia while not dying to Marshall's AOO or Valia is ready to attack. <laughs> It's you what have, all the cool kids are doing. You have 50 health. You can do it. All right. Step one. He's failed immediately. Um, <laughs> Did he critically fail? Um, he... You got a 20 versus your athletics, DC. 
which is 10 plus my athletics, yes, correct? He so he is, uh, mine is the 32. So yeah, so he critically failed. So yeah, he, he failed he stuff. Can't one. Do he's like, he's not. As, oh, he, no. as he tries to do this, can I just tighten my grip around? Like, now, now, now. Yeah, he's, not, he's not getting <laughs> out of there. Exactly you might be interested to know that if he had critically failed, he would be frightened three. <laughs> he is super stuck. Critically failed the escape attempt. So now it is time to swing wildly uh, at the dwarf that is hanging on to him. Uh, That's cute. He's going to attempt to bring this around, and he's going to try again as you're just kind of huge and looming over him. He doesn't have a ton of range of motion. They're not fighting fair. This dude's going to panic, try and bring this great club up right between your legs. Good luck. That's a natural one, so... I guess cry is the follow-up. <laughs> is this man really resisting, or is he just like trying to get closer? Well, Marshall to is huge and is just kind of holding him. He's like, yes. <laughs> he can't reach Marshall. Marshall's got his, his hand plan. on his head, he holding does. him back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like in those fights where I'm literally doing this, and he's just like, yep. Plan A failed. Plan B failed. Let's right. Plan C. Swing and failed. Kick him. Kick Eleonora. A three, a four, a five, a one, and a three. He clearly has realized that he has lost. You have one action left, sir. Escape, attack, kick. I think the attack's got to take one action. Oh. Actions, oh, he's got a flurry thing. Monk I things. still vote for poop. We're going to shove Eleonora. Don't try. He's sad. He's trying to push Can he even out shove what I'm holding him? Yeah, just Eight. barely. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> On a natural one. I'm not, I'm not he, even like he, This man is not having a good day. He is prone. He, he, <laughs> he, he falls over. A prime example of what <laughs> 2020 does. He didn't want to around. surrender, but he, he appears to have surrendered. Rashid <laughs> is so confused oh, what just happened. You can tell he's trying, but like... Oh my god, I've never seen so me. much. Marshall's just hanging on to him. He's like on the ground now. He loses his footing trying to push Eleanor out. At this of the point, way. I'm just resting on my axe, like. Like, he's just. Really? He's, really? <laughs> he's just lashing out wildly, just grunting as he swings completely pathetically in everyone's direction. He's having a bad day. He's having a bad day. It's a Monday. I, I legitimately look at Rasheen and go, just put him out of his misery at this point. This is pathetic. Oh, if you're gonna egg me on. <laughs> <laughs> So Roshin's gonna drop her shield to hand the bat. <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel like I'm bullying this guy. He's, he's I would, uh, prone. He's doing his best to fight you. It's just not very good. Oh. <laughs> I would uh, feel sorry for him if he was not so evil. Okay. Yeah. He's frightened one. He's. Are you sure? The thirty-four will hit him. With everything he's got, that's not a good. All right, so let's see here. So yeah, curse is an active, so that's going to be uh, 19, 23 points of slashing damage, and he's bleeding, which I think didn't he was already bleeding. He was already bleeding. I right? haven't hit this guy. Oh wait, no, he is. Yeah, he, he is he, now he bleeding. Is now bleeding. Uh, Welcome to the bleeding club. Welcome and bleeding. Uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> and okay. bleeding. And I've got another action. Let's try to hit him he's, again. He's alive. You'll, you'll get it. Hit him again. Hit him again. Uh, eh, maybe not. Uh, let's see here. That's, uh, for the 28. 28 let him. Flat-footed and, yeah. uh, grappled. Max wow. damage Friendly. on a lot of stuff there. All right. Uh, see, 18, 18, and Is it more than 27? 27 more slashing. What are you doing, machine? Um. Execute him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's 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 almost like she's chopping wood. It's just a very clinical uh, like stab to his uh, his primary hand, slash to his primary hand, make him drop the club, and then just take the head off uh, with a slash, uh, and then boot the head a little bit further into the room. But because... I'm holding the head. Huh? Oh, in so that the case, body it's goes. still in your hand. Then. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you have a holy rune. I do have a holy rune. <laughs> It didn't crit though, so it didn't trigger. But I mean, it does I extra just, oh, damage. It does do extra damage. Yeah, I he is it. evil. And so. he's evil. Well, he took that extra damage. The sword is flashing a little bit while I went and slashed <laughs> into him. Hey, did this go? So, <laughs> as the uh, last of them falls in a very concentrated, quick effort here, I shrink back and just go toss the head behind my shoulder. I'm like, oh, that was boring. Now what? You can look. <laughs> you can look uh, around the state of this chamber now. I'm getting the gold from that guy's pockets. I saw where it went. Hey, he didn't even manage to get into his pocket. He, he dropped and started he grabbing for it, and Marshall just freaking executed him immediately. <laughs> so, like, he didn't get to looting the gold. He just had the thought and then died. As long uh, as I get a piece, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, the northern side of this room has a small trunk uh, as well as a pair of weapon racks uh, set up against the wall uh, with an assortment of uh, simple-looking swords and longbows on them, uh, armaments for the Scarlet Triad. Uh, mm. There's about... There's a couple hundred gold pieces scattered around the floor <laughs> from this table you flipped over here. Into the bank. <laughs> uh, they appear to have gotten pretty invested in it based on just the quantities of money that they were going through here. I mean, they're literally uh, in the middle of nowhere with nothing else to do. They have absolutely nothing better to do, so that's fair. Uh, Valia... Near the curtain, as she sees this is completely handled, turns, uh, and then quickly to the, uh, says out to the party, this curtain's heavy. Uh, there's more voices on the other side, clearly, but they sound distant. I don't know if they're far or just around a corner. I can barely make out the sound. It's possible they didn't hear this. That was quick. Hmm. We're getting good at this. It was actually very quick. Yeah. Yeah, some false seconds. Pretty he just much. walked in and killed everybody and walked out. <laughs> I do wonder, clear. I do wonder what's in that chest. Uh, you go ahead and check the chest out. I suppose I'd gather up all these coins. Wouldn't be doing to leave yeah. them around. They'd be a slipping hazard. I'll yeah. collect the weapons and add them onto our, you know. Most of the weapons right. are pointless garbage because you don't need a four silver longsword anymore. I don't imagine you bother picking yeah. that up. Uh, but looking through the total of the weapon racks and the trunk and the coins, you got about 252 gold pieces on the ground. Wouldn't mind a composite about, short bow. About, about? About 252 gold pieces. You Six figure, silver, you, you four copper. It's, it's around 252 gold pieces. Some lint, uh, several buttons. A piece of candy. You have a pair. <laughs> let me just, since you don't you don't care about specifics of weapons anymore. No. no. One, Not really. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. You can just literally write plus one striking weapon. Seven plus one striking weapons between what they were wielding. If there's ever mm. something interesting that we haven't seen already, let us know. Yeah, and two plus one weapons. At this point, plus one striking weapons is literally not worth the effort of note-taking to delineate what the weapon is. It is the value of a plus one in a striking rune. Just sell it and... Seven make, of those, yep. two plus ones. Okay, uh, most of the weapons in the weapon racks do not have any runes or don't even really appear to be a particularly interesting make. There's no reason for you whatsoever to grab them. Mm -hmm. uh, Is and there any food? Trunks are full of basic supplies. Uh, some cleaning equipment, some simple tools, some Marshall food and water is immediately skins. going to snack on everything. I'll have a drink I, of water. That was, that was tiring. <laughs> By licking, it's mine. While everyone is uh, clearing out the room, 
Uh, would you like me to check ahead and see if perhaps he's another uh, group like this? I do not have invisibility, but I... Uh, I can take care of that. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I uh, don't believe it will be necessary. Yeah, so I think if it's just like this, I think we can just walk in there and deal with them. At this point, you can just turbo murder Scarlet Triad, and it's not a huge deal. Not a huge deal. So I'll just uh, regular sneak ahead, and if I see anybody on the other side of the curtain, that just I won't go anywhere. All right, so give me a stealth check. Uh, twenty-seven. Because assurance. Okie dokie. And if it's a failure, it's a success. So as you peek through the curtains, uh, you can see this follow-up chamber uh, straight across from you, about 40 feet back or so. There is an alcove with a pair of bunks set into it. Uh, there are another pair of triad dwarves there, one uh, kind of resting on the lower bunk and one just sat on the floor in front of it. And they're just talking. They don't even know. They don't appear to have heard this from the distance and uh, through this large curtain and with how quick this takedown was. Uh, but there are clearly more forces in the next room. Okay. Can I see the next room? Or is it like around the corner or something? Let me see. Don't worry. I have the power of Arkin Forge. Ta-da! I have the power. Ta-da! I'm graceful. I just want to bring all the bunks down on each other. Let me give you vision. Like camp shenanigans. Peeking. Okay. There you go. I can even do peeking. Oh. I'll just go on ahead and uh, close it I back can up just then. Move this. Hey. hey. Yeah. Now you see us. Now you don't. Forges need. I'll just close the curtain back, and uh, we have what appears to be a bunker. The uh, couple dwarves, a couple of dwarves across, straight across. It uh, could be more men to left or right, but they uh, should not be a problem. Do you and Valia want to try to get a jump on them, and then we'll follow you into the room? I'll look at Valia. I don't know if any proper state to be leading charges or anything, but... Uh, what we could do is uh, open the. Uh, we, uh, I'm sure she could take some shots uh, from the carton. That's and what I was that's thinking. Triggers, we can then push in. Sure. I feel it's more better for well, Miss Rasheen or Marshall to frontline this what with their armor and <laughs> general nature. I'll just be back here filing my nails then. How about this, Valia? I will have you pull curtain back. I shoot a couple times, move out of the way, you drop curtain, and everyone move into position. A little, uh, hello, so to speak. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Okie dokie. If oh, you comrade. So I guess, can I open with just a surprise round shot? Roll me, that's called initiative. Okay. Uh, so if you want to roll me a little bit of initiative here, let me take these down for uh, reorganization. I'm not doing anything for a while. I'm doing uh, Well, they're something. planning. I'll actually throw heroism up this time because I remember things. Smart. I mean, what a battle drive matter at this point. Uh, you're not going to be able to see them when the fight's actually what he's doing. Oh, I'm going to be the only one who sees them, pretty much. Okay. Because it's just pulling it back, let me fire a couple times, and then right. move out of the way. Right. You know what? I'm going to try my hammer this time. Of course! <laughs> All righty. Well, Shashik. Uh, 38. 
Marshall. 19. Fair. Just leave you over here. That's cool. Just, just, I mean, this is um, what's expected. Rasheen? We want you to move forward after. Uh, Rasheen actually got a 31. Ooh. Thank you, Heroism. Uh, resume? 28. I go before Ella. Yep. So we're here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I rolled. Wait, you rolled? I rolled. 23. What? Gotta change it up. You gotta be different. Performance. A performer never does the same routine over and over and it's over. It's giving you the face. It's called the circus. That's exactly what they do. That's the I don't trust you. you <laughs> Something's fishy. Alrighty. I don't believe this is real. Close the like curtain this. as we pull it wide enough to get a shot. Uh, the dwarf in the bunk immediately notices you were there, calls the alarm, and this lad's gonna also come in with a 28. I'm gonna put him right in here. So really, he's gonna get shot and then call the alarm. He's gonna yeah. get shot, then he's gonna call the alarm after he's been shot. If he's alive. If he's alive after being shot numerous times. What'd you get, Trishik, 38? 38. How did this guy? I rolled a 16. couldn't possibly know you were here. I wanna put him there. Valia, ready for frickin' action as usual. Ready for action. All right, Trishik. So who's the man that looks like he noticed me? Uh, the guy in the bunk. Because the one sat on the floor is turned towards the bunk, and they're just kind of talking. All right, he's getting shot three times. So shot number one is a 30 against his flat-footed. 30 will hit him. Shot number two, I'm going to re-roll, because that is a two on the die. Who's it, dead? Twos are no bueno. Lots of numbers on the D20, and most of them are so. higher than two. <laughs> 19, uh, another 30. 30, he'll hit him. Still hits him. Do it again. Do it again. Woo! So that's at a minus six, so 16 plus 19. How are you at a minus six? It's a bow. Really, it's minus eight. Bow's agile? Yeah. It's a minus eight. Okay, so I'm, I'm dumb. Yes, minus eight. So the last well, one, last one. How on earth you got to? Did you take ranger our, levels? He's a ranger. All of us. <laughs> he's, so, a ranger. he's a ranger. So that's not six. 13. Isn't an option. So that was actually my highest roll of all with a thirty-two. That also hits it's him. It's a nineteen on the die. Hell, this man is hitting three arrows. Like, like you. And they're all sneak attacks. All right. Low D6 Ten, sixteen, twenty-two. <laughs> 12, 17, 23. So right 45. now he's at 45. I got you. 6, 12, 16, 18. Okay. 63. And bleeding for D6. 63 and bleeding. So as you lose these three shots. Oh, and the last one's a skirmish strike because I was getting out of the way. <laughs> no. Shooting and scoot. Because lizard things. Yep. Then you are, as he kind of cries out in pain and calls the alarm, you hear from around the corner, What in the bloody hell is happening? Get up, you louts! There are clearly more people that you do not see. Uh, Valia is going to let go. And he takes six bleed damage. <laughs> Come, D'Artagnan, you're saving me. He hasn't gone yet. <laughs> oh, he held his turn. He hasn't gone yet. He's... He doesn't take it until his turn. Oh, I thought I was targeting this dude. No. no. Gotcha. I just had to roll the initiative because he's there. Gotcha. Uh, Valia will let go of the curtain and then up against the wall. 
kind of lean, uh, sort of taking advantage of the lack of an arm to lean one side up against uh, with a rapier just straight up in front of her, literally ready for anybody who should make the terrible mistake of disturbing this curtain. Roshin? <laughs> um, Roshin is going to raise her shield, and she's going to ready a strike with her last two actions. Alrighty. Meanwhile, in the background, uh, somebody is bleeding now. Now he takes six damage. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a band-aid. And does it end? Yes. Okay. Found his band-aid. <laughs> he gave him time to tend to his wounds. Somewhere back there he stops bleeding. Resume. Uh, resume will, um, the curtain's closed, right? Yeah, the curtain's closed, yes. Um, Resume's gonna move up, uh, behind, uh, Eleonora and just hang out for a minute. Eleonora! Oh, I'm waiting from the, the curtain, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not open, the, so you can go through it. The plan was to wait for them to come to us, but oh, if yeah, you no, want to no, go forward. No, no, I'm definitely not going in first. Um, <laughs> that's the Marshall. In, you want to dive into a blender? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold until I see what Marshall does. Well, Marshall? You what does Marshall do? Blender? Is Marshall crazy? I mean, yes. Don't ask that. But. We already <laughs> <laughs> um, Marshall is gonna be taking out his wine one more time. He's pre-gaming. <laughs> he can get mad. Well, you can't. I guess you know his enemies there. You can get mad. All I have to do is sip my wine and I get mad. So there you go. Is that bad? <laughs> yes. Terrible. Terrible wine. It's a family tragedy. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's test out me hammer. And I rage and grow as I like go through the door. Okay. So if you're going to be here, you're going to shunt Rasheen. I, I, do I have a choice on that? I guess I, I know. Mean, you, I mean, I'll go through the door and then I grow as the I get. have space for it, so like you can choose to deny him getting large. Okay. I mean, I, I could, I could not grow large, but. Oh, are, are, are we keeping him on this side of the curtain? I guess. Well, he's pushing through the curtain, and uh, the large, the, the bulk that is him, is going to remove the curtain. <laughs> Here's a bunch more dwarves, <laughs> and ready. And Sticky Boy in the back has uh, his stick on his back. And as you surge up through the curtain, he just looses an arrow and a bow he's holding, he's holding pointing there, waiting. Because he ready in action. Well, okay then. Reading in action is a really good thing to do. It's like it's the same thing that we did. You just see a giant dwarf bust through the curtain. Uh, that's going to be a 41. That is, uh, that is yeah, a crit. He's got a very... Uh, Perfectly good line up to the enormous dwarf as he is growing. Jeez. And then we're going to take 38 points of piercing damage as this arrow catches you perfectly as you grow up through the curtain. Okay. And you see ranks of flail wielding dwarves, both hands down their flails, ready as you surge up and reveal all of this. And as he loses the arrow, the man in the back just goes, Kill them all! Take them down! No prisoners! Well, and that, as this is going on, I come in and be like, Meet my new toy, the Rectangle. 
barely got space to swing this in this passage right here. You're kind of more it. <laughs> um, yeah, smush. So that 39 moves. on the dwarf that's right in front of me. Yeah, that'll do it. See, having no room to swing means they have no room to dodge. That's true. <laughs> so as you see this hammer coming down, you feel, you see like it, like the head of the, the mall like vibrate. Almost like as if it's quaking, like a, like a little natural earthquake on its own. I love the mall. I do too, because, well, except for that battle, but that's still uh, 7 plus 17, so that's 24 plus 5 so, uh, thunder damage. Uh, 29. 29. Yes. 50, 58. 58. That's the number of the day. Apparently. 58 on dwarf number here. Uh, and also because you have crit specialization with whatever you're wielding when you're raging, right? Yeah. It's going to knock that guy right in front of you prone. Hammer crit specialization is you literally paint So he's flat now. And he has to make a fortitude save. Uh, he is very deaf. He's laying on the ground. He nope. can't hear anything. <laughs> most of his broken. <laughs> All he hears is just. It's like a bomb just went off. <laughs> specifically <laughs> for like him. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Eleonora. I don't like the looks of that room. That's a lot. Uh, of fireball. I like my, me. I like uh, my new hammer. Behind me. <laughs> um. So I'm just going to drop my sword, pull out my hammer, um, do a little twirl to perform. I had a completely different plan when I rolled for initiative, and that plan has now found the toilet. <laughs> Welcome to Pathfinder. Welcome to Pathfinder. <laughs> Please enjoy your stay. I'm going to do a little dance and performance. Um, um, to attempt to fascinate, I guess, the guy in the very back. I would say you, you cannot fascinate someone who's actively in combat. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. That's a 30. I just have to pass the will. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a 30. You do a pretty dance. I do a pretty dance and I throw the hammer at the closest guy to me. <laughs> Woo! Bonk! <laughs> <laughs> I die. Get down tonight! Um, for a 36 to hit. The the guy who's prone on the ground? Hey. That's the closest guy to you. Yeah. Might as well. That's, that's, that's a crit. That's, <laughs> he's on the ground. He's adapting a smaller hammer. <laughs> this man didn't even hear it coming. It is, it is the bad time. He's pancaking with a giant hammer and then just literally flung from nowhere a smaller hammer. It's very hard in the face. It's Never talk to me or my son you. ever again. It's <laughs> Baby Rick, take one. Thirty-two damage total. As it hits him in the head, bounces back. Huh. Oh, it's returning. It's a returning hammer. Do you have a crit specialization? Um, yeah. He's double prone. <laughs> he does a whole flip in here. <laughs> he gets knocked down. He's confused. He goes to get back up and just pops back down again. He's like home alone. <laughs> This dude's infomercialing. <laughs> awesome hammer up in there. Next. You have an action left, right? Let's drop. Drop the weapon on the tree. Pull Oh, you didn't have the hammer out. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I had a completely different plan. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. You're right in front. <laughs> that's that's my job. All right, Trishy. Well. <laughs> the guy um, doesn't appear to be moving. You're not even sure if he's alive anymore. <laughs> I'm going to hide since I'm out of line of sight for most of these people. Okay. He does have a lot of angry friends, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared. Um, I assume that a 35 will hide me from everyone, and I will suddenly pop back out between 
uh, Marshall's legs, shoot a shot <laughs> at the guy in the back, and then put two more into the guy in front of us. Alrighty. Or one more. You could just hide behind my calf. From so, between Marshall's one legs. end of the guy that matters, <laughs> and then one end of the guy onto the ground. I'm gonna re-roll the one on the guy in the back. So that is my last hero point. Much better for a 40. The guy in the back, mm -hmm. 40 will hit him. Ooh. Whoa. He does have lesser cover. 11, 16, 19, 21 bleeding D6. And now I'm going to fire at the poor soul in front of us. It's had a really bad day. It's just like, it's a mercy kill at this so, point. So, 29. 29 11. It's what it's because yeah. you get that. 6, 12, 17, 18, 21. I should do 21 to the guy without. Oh, you hit. All right. So 21 also to the ground guy. 21 is finally going to put this. Uh, Poor soul man. down. Poor soul. Out of the death misery. dwarf. He, uh, he's he's going to show up at the gates of hell. Like, I don't I don't understand what. Can I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, still can't hear right? I don't know what happened. What? <laughs> See the instant replay. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Pat Sajak is there with Make the sure wheel. Your subtitles. <laughs> so, in the back, uh, the guy with the short bow back here uh, is just going to continue loosing a flurry of arrows up towards Marshall. Uh, just really the giant target, the only thing blink, you can blink, really blink. see. Loosing a pair of them. Here's your short bow. For a 38. That is a... 38, you said? 38. That is a crit. You are paying. Excuse that crit specialization thing. Aww. I was about to say, I'm... Not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Your short bow's agile? Because your short bow sure isn't. I thought they were. No. They're not. Oh, they're just deadly D10. Yeah, they're yeah. just deadly. They're just deadly D10 is all. Just deadly uh, D10. I've definitely been forgetting the D10 and treating them as agile. So. Fair enough. Uh, this one is going to be 36. <laughs> that works 36 out. on the second one. 36? Okay. Is, uh, to hit you. Oh, 36 to hit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just a normal hit. Okie dokie. So the first arrow is going to strike you for... That is exactly why I said that was my last one. It was bait, and you took it fantastically. Wait. Math, math, math. <laughs> math? Math. Yeah. No, I got it. Are you I got it. Strokes, sir? Loser. I got Loser. it. Loser. 46. No. 46 points of piercing damage. All right, so hold on. 46 is the first one, right? That's the first one. Uh, that was the crit. That was the okay. crit. Hold on. And the second one is boxcars for 20 points of piercing damage. For how much? I'm sorry. 20. 20. 20? Did oh, you okay. roll for the Sorry, um, I'm doing, the other I'm doing math on my own. Yeah. Lots of health points. <laughs> and then he is going to move to the side out of sight. Ooh. And he will take a D6 of bleed for three. Takes three, still bleeding. Death by a thousand failed a four, that's easy. DC 15s. Valia! I would like my uh, hero points. Hero point? Oh, you do get a hero point. Say in fact, 10. Who says that's your last hero point? Delve uh, deep into Kados and stack him back up. Uh, Valia is gonna 
hold her turn. In just one hand. And just, and just <laughs> call up to Marshall. Uh, well, either go forward or step back. Rishi. So, this is not how I anticipated this fight starting off. So. Dude, Marshall's getting pin cushioned. Well, uh, yeah. That's an everyday thing. That's usually how fights go. <laughs> so, let's see here. Um, so, can I push past Marshall? Can I get past him? Or is he basically going to kind of block me off? Yeah, here? it's going to be difficult terrain, basically. So, it's like 10, 20, 25. I think probably 30, actually, because that's also a body. So it takes you two moves to get past him. I don't have enough don't. Time. That's, that's too dangerous, because I, I don't have time to reach the shield, and I get dogpiled. Um, so, uh... Do you want to walk into the everybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Roshin is going to kind of focus past Marshall um, and raise up uh, Arumbansia, and a golden uh, morning star will kind of appear and grow out of her hand uh, like a rose briar before flitting uh, across the room uh, to appear between the two dwarves uh, directly opposite um, Marshall and smashing at the uh, dwarf direct that's Marshall's next to. Okay. So this is spiritual weapon and spiritual weapon attack is gonna be a 29. 29 will hit him. Just does force damage. And I have something for you now because I made a little sword token. Hey. There is a little sword token. Cool, there it is. Very nice. I think I add my casting ability to this. Tell it wasn't first. Huh? Yeah. Tell it wasn't first. Yeah. So that's going to be 15 force damage. Okie dokie. And with my last action, I will raise my shield. Now we have the legions. Uh, so the one directly in front of Marshall has but a single choice to make in his life. Save it. I hit. But how hard? And uh, he hit. So he going to, he's going to swing his flail up towards Marshall. Uh, just kind of battering you back for a uh, villain point. I got a stack. He's one of the, the great many from Link 1429. Who's made it his mission in life to try to kill us, kill us all. We'd like you to have a bad time. Yep. Let's get a 27. That hits me just exactly. So the first one, they're bludgeoning damage at least. Uh, I also looked that up. It's uh, I miscalculated. It's not seven. Uh, it's not ten resistance. It's seven because it's three plus my con. So okay, okay. So eighteen points of bludgeoning. So you're gonna take eleven. Yep. Um, so I apologize for miscalculation. That's fine. He's gonna slap again. I think it's literally the first time it's come up. Uh, just swinging this flail kind of wildly up towards you. Not really able to land anything of, of substance after that. He's trying. Another dwarf. Sir, you need to go to the top. Thank you. Another dwarf coming up to uh, fill the space here. Oh, wait. It's more, it, it was just five feet. Never mind. No, he did have to walk up there. He was ten feet back. Which uh, he is going to provoke. He's going to provoke. Bonk. Le bonk for a 32. Uh, 32 with him. Rectangle. Commence bonk. Mm, very nice bonk. Uh, 22 plus three. So that's 25. 25. As he kind of stumbles from that, continues forward to reinforce the line here. Swinging the 31. That hits. 15 points of bludgeoning, so you will take 8. Okay. Second swing 
uh, is going to miss. And then the other two, I'm going to kind of form this second rank in the back. Uh, each of them fishing for javelins. The one that has to step over into the line, only going to get to throw a single small javelin from his back. Just going to sail forth for a 26. 26, I uh, miss. Little piece of wood just kind of bouncing off your massive pecs. Uh, other guy gets to pull one, throw it, and pull another. But Stone gets to throw one of them, uh, which is just going to be deflected harmlessly as well. The artillery in the back, not nearly as effective as a pecs. guy with bow who is doing much better. Resume. It is a small hallway. Um, Resume will... Um, if Resume steps to the side, can she still see the guy in the corner, even the right lowest bit? No, no, the other way. The other guy. The guy who... Uh, you can see this guy. Uh, you can see this... Closest guy here. That's all. Now, the, the never She's mind. Find the guy who left. Oh no, you can't. All right, no, then no. move back. Um. So, quick question, just because it's never come up before. Um, yeah. if I know he's there and the spell targets multiple people, can I still target you him? You cannot with target spell? him with no line of sight or line of effect. Gotcha. You okay. cannot target the concept of somebody. This is why Fireball was made. Fireball can target whatever you like. That's oh, I, it's time. I have, fire, it. please. I have fire resistance, <laughs> so it helps. It's been here for so long. It has been, been waiting. Inferno Maxima! That room, goodbye. Ooh. That was the direct translation to English. Yeah. Yeah. Common. Yeah, Fireball time. Oh, look at it go. Fireball. Does it? Hit your spiritual weapon? It does, but it can't take damage, so. So are you just eating it back here into the room to hit these three, or are you going to try and hit, hit I, everybody? I want Blake to try to hit everybody. Okay, because we have the we have the rule of uh, perfect geometry comes with you save as well, but you get plus one. Uh, you do one degree of six, six success. Better. Uh, so you so that's reflex, right? Reflex, yeah. Reflex, yep. You fling this fireball down the hall. So that's going to be... So I get a plus one, right, you said? You don't get a plus one. You get one degree of success better. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a 30 altogether. Then uh, that's a normal success. That's a normal so, success. Crit. so crit, so you take no damage. Yep, so Sweet. That's how it works. Plus fire resistance, because I'm a dwarf. True. Extra. So you take extra no damage. Extra. I, I literally... I'm just like going... Did I fart? It smells like I fought it. This is a pile <laughs> of dwarf. So it's 29, right? No, 30. 30, DC 30. Yeah. Yep. So, three failures and one critical success. Um, so, the one for the bottom right, the, the injured one critically succeeds. He's hurt. He's already seen the face of God a little bit. Uh, the other three are all taking full damage. Okay, and, which, and I will tell you what that is. Man has a 35, so he's taking half. Man with bow. Oh, hello. I rubbed uh, so that's going to be uh, 32 points of that's fire damage. damage. That's the full damage. Okay. Wait. 16 to oh, man, oh. nothing to front. Uh, yeah, I just I think you cheated yourself. I think you spent a little five slots. That'll be fine. Um, no, because it's... Yeah, you're right. I did. I'm done. But yes, th that damage, the damage is correct. Is correct. Okay. You just the wrong spell slot down. Bunch of fire damage. It is. As that explodes. Kaboom. Great success. And at least you have one action left still. Shield. No arrows, please. Marshall is having a kaiju battle with a bunch of regularly sized dwarves. There's like <laughs> javelins and Pretty arrows much. bury themselves in him. Two, a bunch of dudes just beating him with flails and he's just, oh! 
He's pretty much the equivalent of Khan, just like. Oh. So two um, right in front of you. I'm uh, are looking a bit bloodied. Yep. The two further back, one of them is barely staying up and has three arrows sticking out of them, uh, out of him, and one of them is doing much better. He's pretty much only taking the fireball. Okay. Well, I will psych up, get my temp HP going, because I know I'm gonna take some hits as always. And I'm gonna take a smack at the guy right in front of me. Batter the legions. Thirty. Thirty will hit him. That's all that matters. Is as long as I hit him. As long as you love me. Uh, the damage not so great, but that's still a twenty-four. Okay. And then um, with my new toy, I can shove if I remember correctly. Yes. So that will, that's me attempting to do athletics to knock him prone, right? Push him back. You can, push him back. You can't trip him without letting go of your maul. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and shove him. So. Shove push him back. It's going to be minus five because it takes a multiple attack penalty just like your swings do. So yeah. athletics at a minus five. Okay. Yeah. So it would be a plus 17 then. That's very nice. Yep, so that's a 33. Three. Three. 33 will succeed. So you give him a good whap and then you push him Bonk. back. Shove him back. Give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Just a little bit. That's the idea. Eleonora. Now, my question for you. Um, can I still hold a two-handed weapon in one hand, not use it? Yeah. And be able to attack with a one-handed weapon in the other hand? Like, I'm carrying around this one and swinging with the one-handed? Yes. Uh, it is an action to, to shift your grip. So... I think it's only an action to if he wants to go back. To yeah. yeah. So, like, letting go of it's free when you want to go back to two-handing, it's basically the same action as drawing it again. All right. But you can um, let go of it for free. All right, because I dropped, I dropped the sword. I'm gonna actually pick up the sword now that there's a little bit of breathing room here. Okay, sword and hammer. Sword and hammer. Um, and can I get past Marshall? I have 55 feet of movement. Get past Marshall, and then go diagonal between those two dwarfs. To where the, the spiritual, spiritual weapon doesn't take up any yeah, space. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna call it a tumble through. Because they're kind of... Well, Marshall pushed him back, so you got a little bit of an opening. You, you can move up through there. Because then I just want to tumble through the other door. Like, this is that question about me moving and then tumbling through that back backline door. Okay, yeah, so give me a tumble through on the backline door. That's versus reflex? Uh, versus his reflex. It is an acrobatic. His so reflex is, is not good. 39. Yeah, you, you critically succeed. Um, how much movement was that total? It's uh, difficult to go 15, to him. 20, 30, 35. All right. And I'm back here. Do I see the other dude? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get up to him. Uh, Hello! So you get back here and see not only this guy, but you uh, you also see that there is clearly an opening here on the northern side of the room. I want to move it back, don't worry. Uh, there's an opening up here, uh, which looks out over the main floor of the quarry itself. Beautiful. And I'm going to critical finisher, because this is my last action with the hammer. I'm going to swing down the hammer with him. Just bonk. It's agile. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's agile. That's why I have it. <laughs> it's also hostile. Big bonk. Big bonk. Well, small bonk. Um, here you go. Doop de doop doop de doop um, Justinian 9 is going to give me a nice little... Did you only have the one? I only had the one. Yeah, boy. Okay, last. For a 30. 30 will just catch him. You got him enough off guard as you come flying out through this tunnel. <laughs> Like an anime pro tag through all these <laughs> doing flips and tumbles and twirls. So you catch him just off guard enough to get him a good, get one good hit. 
Um, 10, 27. 27 damage. Bonk. Bonk. He still has his bow out. And then it returns he to your still hand. Have his bow out. Cool, I'm going to sit right here next to him. He's got a big stick on his back, but he's got his bow he's out. He's got a bow out. Trishik. Well, there's a, a bunch oh. of... In this reaction, drop the hammer after I bonk him with yeah. it. Bonk! Like he just threw it in his face, man. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> There's a bunch of friendly, uh... Call it Crappy Thor. ...gentlemen out here in front of me. Various stages of injury. So you can see pretty clearly that the guy that you had put three arrows into, um, back here, he is very injured. Uh, though he's not in imminent danger of bleeding to death, you hurt him a lot. And he cannot... He is by far the most hurt of the dwarves in front of you. That's why they put him in the back. Marshall, if you'd be so kind as to move up, and I will, uh... Well, he's just chilling. Yeah. And I'll, uh, hide again, or not. Good thing that doesn't matter. Nah, it's not worth it for just hiding. And I'll peek out and shoot the one that I have already hit. Oh, uh, has he taken another turn? While he was back there? Big like, man? Yeah, did yeah, another round. D6. Oh. He stops ready. Damage, he took five. So, I will peek out and shoot the one that I have already been hurting. Just a normal shot for uh, 27. 27 will hit him. And he will take... Just barely with the lesser cover of his friends. 2d6. For just 6 damage. Or just 2d6. Yeah, it's not Doesn't sneak, quite put him down. It's not sneak attack, but I have one more. So, seeing as he has not gone down, I'm going to aim directly for his foot and try and uh, pin him there. Okay. Uh, not quite, but that is going to be a 31 and hit him. Yeah, 31 will catch him. You can put him down with 2d6. Eight damage. Eight damage will put him down with 2d6. He missed the foot. Hit the small artery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those critical arteries running through your feet. He didn't know where it was. It was the ephemeral artery. Dwarven, bo uh, dwarven biology is confusing at best. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say much, you know, or anything, but. So uh, as Elnar comes flying ephemeral. out and bonks us through the face with a hammer, he uh, kind of reflexively just tosses his bow up in between you, just sort of as a <laughs> distraction. Yeah, meow, bow. Pocket hand. Reaches back with both hands, and uh, even as he's pulling the stick out of his sheath, he's he's leaning forward to put as much weight as he can into bending this down towards you. Uh, and just big old meaty swing. Nimble dodge. Big old meaty swing is gonna be a 34. It hits. And as this blamps into you, as he feels it connect, as he's kind of looking down at the ground, putting it all into the swing here. Gonna thump you for 19 points of bludgeoning damage mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and knock you to the ground prone. Mm. Ooh. And as he knocks you down and uh, puts this through, I ain't much for hitting women. And just kind of grins and kicks you <laughs> while you're on the ground. <laughs> what does that say about his opinion? But if you're bringing it to me! Uh. Kick gonna be uh, 23. Any flat footed, probably not gonna do it. No. But by it, does he mean herpes? <laughs> what? 
And then we're going to uh, come back to Valia, who is just still here. Uh, Seeing us clear out a little bit, but not really of the mind to uh, follow Eleonora's psychopathic journey. <laughs> and she just looks back to Roshin. Is she insane? I wonder sometimes. No, I'm pretty sure her name is Eleonora. <laughs> oh, my audience away. Marshall, we got the weight of numbers, but not if you're fighting them all by yourself. Roshin. You think Eleonora, you about Roshin? I had to make room first. <laughs> uh, I can kind of see. I have no idea where she got to. Uh, whatever. Hit you. And she'll whip her finger around, and the spiritual weapon's gonna flip around and smash at the thing at the guy in the back. Smack this guy now. Smack that guy. Uh, so that's gonna be a 37 flanked. Uh, flanked? Uh, Marshall? Oh, the guy in the back, in his back, not yeah. in the back of the ranks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 37 on critically. Yeah. That is. Four. Okay. Uh, 34 Three. points of force damage. Ooh, okay. Hey, the two guys in the front are now exactly equally damaged. There's another guy in the front? Well, the guy got shoved. Oh, okay. Uh, he's, he's in the front of my heart. Uh, <laughs> as far as Marshall's range is concerned, that is still the That's front. That's still the front. <laughs> that is still the, the front. Marshall's range, he's in the front. Um, so, yeah, Roshi is really bottlenecked. She can't do anything here. I'm trying. So, uh, <laughs> she's got two more actions, but I can't, can't sustain a spell more than once, can I? You cannot, no. All right, so I'll just raise my shield, and I'll kind of look at Valia and shrug with my other action. Team Dwarf Team! This guy is striding back up. He cannot step because that's difficult terrain, so that provokes. Bonk. Le bonk. He's going for it. It's probably still a bonk. Coin, you say? The coin, you say? That's worse. That's probably not a bonk. Twenty-four. Well, you swing. You don't catch much of anything, though. Is he flanking with the spiritual weapon? It's about the heart. That's not that guy. The spiritual weapon can't provide flanking. <laughs> Darn. So this guy's gonna step up. I, need to go to I was like, I was that. not sure about it. And if they're not positive, like this fight's not going super spectacular for them. It's time for a new approach. And he lashes out with this uh, three-headed flail down, pushing and striking across at your ankles. As a flail tries to wind around your shoes, this is against your reflex, DC. 10 plus reflex. Uh, villain point. I'm making him waste his villain points. You're welcome. I probably think like 11 natural ones today, sir. Come back. Thank you. Let's take the advice uh, of the die. That'll be a 27 versus your athletic nope. DC. A reflex DC. Nope. Reflex DC is 29. Ooh. Ooh. Beefy uh, fast dwarf. Failing at that, he's going to try it again. <laughs> he flailed at it. And uh, with a natural 20 on that one, get a 32. It takes him uh, two actions worth of effort to get it in and push it over. But he is going to topple the giant. And uh, Marshall is going to fall down and take zero bludgeoning damage because it's resistance, but you take some from falling on a critical success. Uh, the dwarf next to you has now got a prone giant to just kind of lash wildly with his flail. He's still just as large, though. Like, he's still very hard large, to find good but he's flat-footed now, so you know, mm. progress. Ooh, minus one. Two. Uh, oh, minus two. Sorry. Wap number one, 38. Mm. That's mm. going to crit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you made fun of it, man. Lap number two. 24. No. Lap number, roll a 20. That's the opposite of a 20. Uh, so he gets one real good. Can we bring back the one and the 20 counter? BV. BV hit on you. For 34 points of bludgeoning damage, so you're gonna take 27. Okay. And the one in the back, seeing the meat grinder that is this giant dwarf that's just kind of being lashed repeatedly by flails and doesn't seem to care, kind of offended that you just ignored him. Who's him on the back? Gonna move over. High five. Crisp high five. He's a very polite man, and he's going to absolutely attempt to beat the shit out of you while you're laying on the ground. <laughs> oh, that's rude. Bonk. No, I said he's a nice man. It says so in the book. <laughs> oh, that's the, the book can't nice lie. Man. The book can't lie. The book is the book. So while you're on the ground, he's just gonna slap down with a flail against uh, your flat-footed for only a 25. Does not hit. And this roll. Then as, yeah, as it kind of hits on the ground, he's just going to come down with his other hand and just try to hold you down. Now, this is a grapple versus your fort DC. Or a 32. You, you do it. So you are prone and grabbed. And interaction I did not realize until somewhat recently is that... You cannot take move actions while you are prone. You actually cannot get up while you are prone and grabbed. You can hold That's somebody gross. down. Uh, Resume. Um, Resume's uh, eyes will light up uh, with electricity again, and she'll say, Fulminus! Fulminus Multipa! And uh, I will cast Electric Arc um, on the guy in front of Marshall, and it'll arc to the guy in back. This guy right here. So they can make me reflex saves. Little zappy. Guy in the front is going to come out with a fail. Guy in the back is going to fail. Double fails. Okay. Zap, I'm just zap. seeing how many. They're going to generally fail. They <laughs> got to roll pretty good. Five. So five they didn't see the last electric spell that rocked this room. They weren't ready for it. Yeah, they, uh, they got to roll pretty good to succeed. Yeah, I'm not pulling that out again. Uh, four, seven, eight, eight, eight. Hey, that is actually almost certainly going to kill the guy. Uh, 21 points of oh, electricity wait, no, damage. Uh, 21. To each of them. That is this man. This guy died. And this guy. Kind of hard to keep track of who is who, but I think I'm doing it. Uh, two zaps, one action. Uh, and I will shield again. I'm keeping the shield up. Marshall! Well, on the ground and children are beating you with... You assume are there rattles? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, well, I uh, get back up, and I'm going to presume one of them has AOL. No. Oh, well, that's disappointing. They don't have sticks. They, they have they rails. Have... They're just beating. Like... I literally just get back up, looming over them like, ah, oh, that's cute. I both of them just kind of slack jawed look up. Are you bloody serious? <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, you even die? <laughs> nope. 28 on the guy in front of me. Well, that'll hit him. <laughs> There we go. That's some big boy damage. Uh, so 21 plus 17, that's 38 plus He's one got Sonic. Can you even die? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just smash. I'm gonna do next time. Shouldn't have said that, you're tempting fate! <laughs> and then 
I just take a step up and just stare at the other one right no next to him. There's no room to take a step up. Oh, there isn't? Well, then I'll just smack at the other one. Why not? <laughs> He's there. Bonk. Extra bonks. Uh, that's probably not going to hit him at a minus five. It's 21. So. 21 will not, though. Yeah, so I that's that's it for me, then. So, Eleonora, I am being held down, man. I do not like that. It's an acrobatics to skip a grapple, right? Yeah, you can acrobatics. You can acrobatics or you can whatever. It's versus athletics, DC. Um, 34. That critically succeeds, which means you can either escape or you can grab him. You can escape or reverse it. Uh, I escape and kip up. Kip up? Does that not provoke? Or that does not provoke. Ooh. And it's a free action. It's a free action. I know it was a free action. I wasn't provoke. sure if it provoked. Uh, that's one, two. Or it's one action, it's free one. action. Readjust my grip. Two action. You just twist up and this dude, really. <laughs> it's like, I'll get to you in a minute. Um, and leading dance to do with a big stick. Okay. I, I want to dance with him. I don't, it's one, one person at a time, please. Nice. For 19 on the die plus um other things. Plus other things plus 25, so <laughs> a lot. 40. I critically succeeds in whatever it is you're doing. Let's leave dance. Um, I mean him move up to 10 feet in the same direction, and it does not provoke attacks of opportunity against him. Okay. So we're gonna actually move him back with me in line inside a resume. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. I think it's following you, like following the step as you bait him, as he's just like a pure blind rage trying to find an opportunity to hit you, and you just keep dipping and twisting, and you just can't get it. Step and step back, step and step back. All right. Well, Trishik. What is going on? <laughs> Everything. You see, Ella rush into the room to come back with another guy. <laughs> Got him right here, folks. Well, the dwarf is still just like looking at his hand, like what? The <laughs> <laughs> hatter. It's like trying to hold a fish. <laughs> I suppose I'm gonna scoop my way through Marshall to. With 30 feet, can I just get behind him? With 30 feet, you can get to him. Okay, then skirmish strike to behind difficult him. Difficult terrain, difficult terrain. Okay. Lizard boys. Yep. And uh, am I now flanking him with Marshall? Sure. Marshall's Marshall the entire the tunnel. He's on one side of him, you're on the other. That's flanking. All right. Close enough. And we're going to give him the claw. It's my first time I actually got to use it today. And you're not even wearing you it. You don't even have it on! That's because they get sore after wearing them for a while. <laughs> That's what Marshall said. Four. A 29. 29, I'll hit him. Nice. Wow. <laughs> 18, <laughs> crap. 20, 27. Big boy claws. All right. That, was, that doesn't quite bring him down, but it can't take much more. Well, guess what I'm going to do. Is it hit him again? It's hit him again. Oh. Stab, stab, stab. Yep. Okay, so 34. 34. We'll create him. And there's six. I rolled better than the last time. There's no universe that exists that it does not bring up. That's that's a. You just eviscerate him. Yeah. So that was 27 into 28. Yeah. No universe that exists in which that does not bring him down. 56 points of damage. He had 12 health. Uh, he is super dead. There's uh, room now. <laughs> everyone, would you like to join me in the room? Bali is gonna take her turn. She's been waiting patiently in the corner for six years. Uh, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> I made an opening for him. I tried. 
And she is going to dart into the room and around the corner with her rapier to uh, flanking with this position Eleonora has so graciously provided. My absolutely favorite dance partner. I'm going to roll the fancy die that he gave me this Christmas. Ooh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get a 31, uh, which isn't going to crit, but it is going to hit, and it is going to get sneak attack. Sneaky beaky. Sneaky. Want all these dice, please? 10. 18, 21. 30. 30 points of damage even. On a solid flanking hit as she finally gets to take a turn. So, uh, seemingly not even noticing that Volley has come into the room. This uh, guy with the stick now is single-mindedly just burying down on Eleanor with complete focus. Hold still, will ya? And just swings. No more dodge. Just taking <laughs> big ol' hits. Please don't hit me. 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna knock you back down to the floor. Mm. That's rude. And uh, he'll turn the dwarf next to him. Will you just hold and see if we can stab my folly? Useless. <laughs> <laughs> All damn dwarves are useless. That's offensive. Hey. As Marshall mulches in his <laughs> I was about to say. Um, dwarves. Um, You're the combine just going through the field. <laughs> 30, uh, 23 points of bludgeoning damage. As he knocks you prone. I was about to say, I hope Marshall didn't hear that because he would be very, and very And then, angry. once again, he's just going to raise a foot and just strike right down. And uh, he's not hes not so much. He's, he's just blind to Viri at this point. He's a uh, whip. He just roll. And he's just going to kick again. He's going to kick again. He's just trying to stamp on you at this point. He's knocked you down. and he's, an interesting dance. He's clearly here to prove oh, yeah. something. Square dance. It's a square dance. Yeah. Left foot this time. It's because he can't it's heal. It's the same foot. Oh, well, right foot again. He's got a peg leg. He can only kick with the right. Oh my god, right he's got foot. a parrot? 28. I mean, you got a footed. Uh, that, that'll, that'll do it. Had to work out the minus eight for swing number three. He did it. He, he did got it. there. He got he there. managed to stomp on Eleanor one I'm time. I hope he's proud of himself. He's very proud of himself. Not the right thing. Oh, that, that is interesting. If you have a a non-agile attack and then an agile one, would it be a minus five then a minus four? No, it's still no, minus four, minus four. No, it'd be minus four. five That's... then a minus nine. You're gonna keep going. The agile yeah. bonus is on the agile attack. Yeah, so it's it'd be a... Another 23 points of bludgeoning. What the hefty boot? What's he got in While there? While you're on the ground, he, uh, his stomp seems to be about as effective as the giant stick. He's got a big ol' iron boot he's pounded down with. And as he finally catches you, you see a grin spread across his face. Very proud of himself. Uh, Roshin. Alright, so Roshin's kind of been peering. She sees people starting to move into the room now, and she can kind of see an open spot she can get to. She's going to double stride to get to that one open spot right by Trushi. She can actually get it and kind of see what's going on. I can't get that far. Oh, here? Yeah. Double stride? Are you 20? Oh, you're 20. It's all difficult terrain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this would be 45. Yep, you can only get to there. Yeah, I can't make it. <laughs> it's just it's just too much of a bottleneck. <laughs> I'm just kind of squeezing The floodgates open as the PCs pour past Marshall. It's like, pardon me. Excuse me. Coming through. Ah, there you are. Spiritual weapon. Whip behind the stick <laughs> behind stick guy. Whack him in the back of the head. Le bonk. Nice. Ooh, nice. Uh, that's going to be a 39 with flanking. Flanking 39 will crit him. <laughs> He's very focused that on stamping on That is almost max damage. 40 force damage. I'm doing Ooh. my job. Bonk. Le bonk. Okay. 
Just go screaming in, scare the crap out of him. And... There's one dwarf that's left. He's very hurt. He's going to turn around to the incredibly stabby lady who just ran him through. Uh, and he's going to wrap, he's going to swing his flail out at her arm as she strikes and try to lever it and force her down to the ground. He's going to go for a trip. It tripped the road, you stupid You idiot. stupid idiot. <laughs> That's going to fail. Uh, he does not successfully bring her down. Uh, so he is going to step out to the side so he's not quite as flanked. He doesn't understand floating weapons. <laughs> and then he's just going to he's just gonna try to smack her with a flail. Just, just bring it down with all the force he can bear. Raw brute strength. And uh, Bully is going to dip back from that one as well. Resume. Um... Resume can't see the dwarf anymore. Um, <laughs> Boom! Yes. Um, <clears throat> we'll see a broken off piece of uh, arrowhead uh, that's in one of the dwarfs, and we'll fling it uh, magically at uh, the rogue fighting Eleonora. Hey, don't you pick on my friend. Let her up off the floor, you monster. The only way he can don't. hit me. <laughs> I mean, he does hit you to get you down there, so, like, clearly it doesn't count. I just do it myself. Part of the dance. (laughs) Make him feel good. Make him feel good. Uh, That's going to be a 38. 38 will hit him. How's that one where I look at, by the way? We have pretty good health pools at this point. You you hit me pretty hard, though. I am the health pool. Uh, that's going to be 27 points of piercing. Right? Unless it was the shaft. That'll rip through him. And, uh, Shield. Yep, because... Marshall. Now it is Marshall who is stuck. Um, I can step forward like one space and then well, you, I you will. To move forward to get past us. No. I could I? Are... No? No, I can't. I don't 10, think I can. 20. 30, 40, if you wanted to get in, it's two moves. That's, you know what? That's fine, because I just need to hit him once. Pick your way through the team. Step over, excuse me. Excuse Step me. Over, excuse you guys me. are trying to get some I, uh, you, you literally see just Marshall <laughs> going, sorry, guys, room. excuse me. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. You finally get in front of him, and you're behind him again. <laughs> hey, big boy, stop hitting the lady. Oh, wait, why did I roll the damage first? I am smart. <laughs> Kill him instantly. You know, we don't we attack his formality at this point. He just dies. Yes! That's why you rolled wow, the damage there first. You go. Uh, 39? 39 hits him. I mean, I, I figured I'm not going to be able to crit him. Close. He's Rogie McRoderson. But I'm still going to make him hurt. Can you kill him on this way? Is the question. Uh, maybe, because that is 30 plus 5 Sonic, so 35. You can, yes. <laughs> this thunderous blast. So I, I, as I step around, I flip the hammer, swing it down, giant sound wave, and, and finally, it explodes. finally stops on Eleonora. Ha! <laughs> I know, right before the hammer hits, Eleonora says, at him. Well, Eleonora. And I, I just kind of give you the, the wink as the blood's better. I'm like, ha! Ah, there uh, you go. Up. <laughs> Gotta love Kip up. I'm standing, boys. Um, I'm just gonna walk where the spiritual weapon is. Just walk. <laughs> Your walk is very fast. Very fast walk. It's a brisk pace. And we're gonna just 
Naruto oh, walk hands kind of like behind you. There's no way this guy survives this. What do you? What do you do? This could be three hard ones. You never know. Two hard ones, but it was a thirty-one. I just grab him on the shoulder and spin him around and just run him through. All right, you wanted to dance. Now's your chance. And oh. as you take down the last of the Scarlet Triad forces here in the cavern, the din of battle here. Oh, yeah. The clipping. Saturations. Den of battle falling silent. As you can clearly see, this cavern uh, does continue on further on the other side of the room. Uh, this is a intermediary chamber, but this tunnel you've been following passes through and looks like it may very well wrap much, if not all, of the entire width of the quarry. In the grand scheme of things, as far as this quarry is concerned, uh, you've come what's probably half of the distance around one side mm. of the circumference of the entire quarry. From here, uh, as I said, as you, you all pour into the room and you, more and more of you get view of this as the fight continues, you can see there is a large opening that looks out over the quarry itself. And here, the passageway apparently ascended a little bit up as you were going because you look like you're about 15 feet or so above the floor of the quarry, but it was a long enough distance. It wasn't really a noticeable ascent. You have a bit of a better angle looking out into the pits. And pits, plural, is indeed what you see. While the quarry itself is one massive square excavation, there are other deeper holes, maybe 20, 30 feet across. Uh, four, four of them you can see spread across the floor of the hull of the quarry. Uh, each of them covered with a lattice work of wood, a grate. You can see movement just barely uh, beneath the closest one. It looks like they have repurposed the floor of the quarry itself into a massive set of slave pits. Mm -hmm. well, we're gonna have to do something about where that. It's keeping, where they're keeping what could be dozens, possibly hundreds of captives with the amount of space they have down there. That said, you can see more of these openings circling around the western, northern, all the way around the almost the full circumference of the quarry. Going out into the open of the floor would be visible to anyone that was looking out there. However, the distances are, are quite great and None of the guys that were here were paying any attention. Had you walked out of the middle of the quarry, you're pretty sure nobody in these two chambers would even have noticed. But you can see a little better of the one figure down below now. Uh, standing in the center, maybe 250, 300 feet away from you, there is a gray-skinned uh, humanoid figure. It's almost impossible to make out specific features other than some fairly long, straight white hair flowing down the sh uh, their shoulders and that they are pretty well built uh, as they appear to be standing out there quite literally using a few loose chunks of granite as in lieu of actual weights literally just curling boulders in the middle to pass the time Weird flex. it's unclear <laughs> if uh, they're, they're 
obviously much larger than a traditional human. You're not sure how much larger because, again, the great distances and lack of any clear reference makes it hard to tell if they're 12 feet tall or 30. Hmm. But they're big. There is definitely much more than just triad goons defending the Summer Shade Quarry. And next week, when we come back, I suppose we'll have to find out what all that is. A good foothold we have, though. A good start of progress. I chipped a nail. That's unfortunate. A bunch of dudes also died, so, like, it's... I got kicked. You got kicked in the head. A lot. We'll have to heal up from this. I had to use, like, nine arrows. Figure out how we're going to deal uh, with the great size of Summershade Quarry as the fact that much of it is concealed behind these uh, passages and tunnels makes it very difficult to tell exactly how much Scarlet Triad Force there actually is. They could have a hundred men here defending this. Squid, I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast Fireball. If you cast Fireball into the quarry, it's just going to be like... (laughs) (laughs) It's barely an AoE at that point. That figure is within Fireball range. It is within Fireball range. You can make the tiny little appear right where he is. (laughs) (laughs) Make him drop his weight in the middle of uh, doing curls and like That's just wrong. That's just rude. He's getting coming by everybody. Thank you for hanging out. This Fun nice day. man's just Hi, weightlifting in the middle of the sleep so pit. Yeah. Yes. 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 You guys just working out. How He's I just feel? lifting, dude. He's just working out. He's a bro. Dude, and then I see little Tiffany here. Books, <laughs> middle of the ghetto, middle of the night. Hopefully, we'll see you all next week. Should be back to uh, streaming our normal do. Can we With call the him the elevator? Continuation. No, we can't. Because all he's doing is lifting. The final you. arc of book three of the Age of Ashes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Varys is here somewhere. Somewhere. And we know that she, at least, is a pretty major figure amongst the triad. And hopefully, maybe, we get our first hint of what the hell is going on. Even well, she has a lot, of, lot of... I mean, there's a lot of slaves. Yeah. That's enough for yeah. right now. I think that's enough for any normal person. Good night. Good night, Good night everybody. Good night. Safe New Year, guys. Enjoy Make your Christmas New Year's. And happy holidays. Uh, I will see you next Good year. Night.